Yo Pots. Check out Meet Mitch and Leawood for award-winning barbecue, outstanding atmosphere, and your destination to watch all your favorite March Madness action. Tailgating for opening day? Place your order online and pick up on way to the game. Meet Mitch Barbecue, East 95th and Mission in Ranch Martin North Shopping Center. Chiefs fans, this is the Sports Radio 810 WHB postgame show. Presented by CBD American Shaman. Life is better with the feather. After everything felt like a bit of a nightmare last week, here back in the evening, that felt a little bit more like it. The Kansas City Chiefs are victorious over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The final score, 41-31. to We'll talk about it all right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. I am Joshua Briscoe. Beards McFly behind the glass. All brought to you by CBD American Shaman. Free CBD samples every day. Also, some great discounts on the way because of what the Chiefs did tonight. And most importantly, what the Chiefs did tonight was a return to form that was more than just making you believe that they could still have this in them. Sort of a proof of concept of what this version of the Chiefs could look like. I know we're all tired of hearing the same question of what will the Chiefs look like without Tyreek Hill. I have now said one former Chiefs player's name on this show before I have said the names of Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Juju Smith-Schuster, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Isaiah Pacheco, etc. This show will not be about the former number 10 But in the realm of what this team looks like in this iteration, what the Chiefs did here today, I really do think that the blockbuster trade this offseason is a mandatory part of the conversation of what we saw out here tonight. I, I narrowly thought the Chiefs would win this game. I was half-heartedly telling you, I, I, I'll take the Chiefs in this one. But I didn't feel good about it. In fact, right before the uh, the muffed opening kickoff, I felt pretty bad about it as the Chiefs continued to get sort of concerning updates on the health of their wide receivers. And the Buccaneers were getting healthy, getting all of their weapons together. But the place where the Chiefs come together here, you get a nice play to Marquez Valdez-Scantling. You get another quiet Workman-like 9-for-92 from the guy who may go down as the greatest tight end in NFL history. But it was the other pass catchers, the other tight ends, and most importantly of all, the quarterback that reminded you of what this team can be built to do. I want to go all the way back to the second drive of this game. The Chiefs ultimately had uh, 10 full offensive possessions. I'm not counting one at the end of the half. I'm, you know, I'll keep my own possession chart, and that's got 10 full offensive possessions, including the one that ended in Tommy Townsend's first punt of the night. Hilarious. But the second drive of the game was when I believed that this was going to be the Chiefs' night. Now, the first drive of the game and the immediate touchdown following that is when I thought, hey, this must have been what it felt like to be the Indianapolis Colts. That must be pretty nice. 
hey, whenever uh, the ball bounces your direction right off the foot of the kicker and then off the hands of the return man and then back into the arms of your team, that's got to help you keep things going in a positive direction as a football team. But where we end up here, you know, end of that, hey, they punch it in, cool, fine, great. You got to do that. You got to free seven points. But the second drive of this game was Mahomes to Kelsey in big moments. A little bit of a smattering of some of the new guys, particularly uh, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster picks up a third down conversion. But it was... I think three or four different absolute darts to Travis Kelsey just on that drive. And then a combination of Mahomes and Kelsey as a battery in the baseball sense, pitcher and catcher and all that. And then the offensive line and the running backs. And I'm going to say something pretty evident, I suppose but still worth worth pointing out at this point. If the Chiefs offense from here on out, the rest of this season, even just pretty often going forward, if the Chiefs offense can be a combination of Mahomes to Kelsey as the automatic connection with a smattering of the rest of the wide receivers and the rest of the tight ends as well. And also a team with the ability to move human beings in the trenches, then to find running backs in their backfield that will capitalize and maximize the holes they see. If you get your battery of Mahomes and Kelsey and your battery of the running backs in the offensive line, tell me what exactly stops that offense. Now look, saying that it happened for one game and it happened in this instance is discounting the difficulty of the NFL. I I am not saying we saw it one time and now we should expect for it to look that good from here on out. But if those two elements of this offense can work in concert, we're back to watching a no doubt about it, not just Super Bowl contender, but the offense that the rest of the NFL sets their watches by. It's dominant and it's versatile and it will get you in whatever way becomes the most convenient. But, no, I was saying on the video feed, I got a little, I got a little headroom. I got, I had my monitor on in here. I'm trying to, we got a lot going on around the scenes. We got like seven minutes before I had to just respond to Beards over the air. Because every you touch the volume knob, it, I lost my left ear of headphones and our TVs don't have audio. Volume, though, so and, I turned you down a little bit here. Let me just pump you back. No, uh, I, I had, I was looking at headspace and then the, vo- and then you sneeze on a volume knob and then I couldn't hear out my right ear anymore. And I'm watching actually Chris Collinsworth from 2009 on one of my TVs trying to get the, you know, it's a whole shebang. We'll, we'll bring you the audio that we get uh, out of Tampa Bay. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, whoever they bring to the podium. Presumably, it feels like we might get a Clyde Edwards-Elair podium game. Maybe we hear uh, Travis Kelsey 
talked on Friday. So we'll we'll see if we uh, if we get him tonight. But anyway, all of that to say, we've got our audio figured out. We'll have uh, pressers at some point. And if you want to see the headroom that I derailed the show to inform Beards about, you can watch that on the Sports Radio 810 WHB Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. We're in all four of those places. Just go to Sports Radio 810 on any of those social media feeds where you usually enjoy 810 content. And yeah, any of those places, you can click on it, watch the show, uh, leave comments. Beards will see them. And if you want your comments read on the show, you have to appeal to Beards' sensibilities. If you want to call in, you can do that at 913-3810-810. Uh, but the phone boards are full right now. We'll begin working through those here momentarily. Beards, how's it going on your side? Hey, I'm impressed by this. We'll, uh, that's the that's the takeaway from me. Beards, you get on your side. Uh, from Chaotic Warrior on Twitch, Petty, Pat, and the OL. This might be the one big takeaway because it's the inverse of what it was last week, and then we'll probably try start trying to burn through some calls here. Beards, that's sort of me asking you a question. If that feels good to you on the uh, production side, that's fine. You weren't here last week, so me and me and the Drake had our big halftime blow up. Um, you know, I wanted to keep pushing the ball. He wanted to get out early and take some breaks and everything. It was a really nasty scene. Uh, unfortunately, TV cameras did capitalize on that, and we had to uh, we had to talk about it all week long. Feels like the offense is okay, by the way, everybody. I don't know. I didn't see Patrick. Mahomes or Eric Bieniemy punch each other in the throat at any point today. They seem to be okay, which is weird because I was pretty sure the dynasty was over last week when they disagreed about something. Also, Andy Reid's State Farm commercial, incredible, excellent, Ec- truly excellent, like really, really very good, <laughs> better than I thought. Andy, if you would have said, "Hey, do you think Andy Reid be would be a good actor in a commercial?" I'd say better than Belichick. He's got a sense of comedic timing and sense of humor, so that doesn't shock me, shock me. But still, just like legitimately funny. Not funny for a football coach in a commercial. Just good. Just good work. Randy Reid. Good acting, good directing, good job State Farm. Two big team wins tonight. One for the Chiefs, one for State Farm. But I I thought what was the biggest takeaway against the Colts last week, other than just the mistakes and special teams and everything, which, hey, they got through in in the positive tonight. No, no issues from the special teams. They they brought a ball over uh, on the, uh, the the opening kick. That's great news. But I thought the biggest long term concern from the Colts game was the Chiefs' offensive line. And as Beards and the Twitch and I'm sure some of the callers and everybody listening right now has has already at least had the thought of, the offensive line was great on the ground tonight. It seemed. I don't even think the running backs were always taking the path of least resistance. And you got a really nice game from the overall ground game. And I will I will offer this because because I know this will be a talking point at some point. Last week was atrocious for Orlando Brown Jr. I think tonight we will look at as being up and down. At one point, he walked a dude right into the turf, and I tweeted about it to say, hey, positive highlight Orlando Brown play. And then the next play, he got immediately whooped. Don't know if it's going to be a feast or famine or how much his injuries are still affecting him or kind of what the exact situation is. I'm not sure. But Patrick Mahomes had life in the pocket today. The mobile pockets, he was still working, I think, within to an extent that... This is on a Patrick Mahomes scale. I don't think he was ever uncomfortable. 
or at least seriously uncomfortable for a series of plays. At some point against the Colts, he stopped trusting his offensive line. I don't think that necessarily happened against Tampa. Even as you you get the highlights, the incredible toes dragging at the line of scrimmage, little jumper to Clyde Edwards Hilaire. They just played the replay of that on 41 in here. I mean, it's just just absolutely ridiculous. Just incredible. Incredible, ridiculous Patrick Mahomes football. But I think overall, like this is just what the Chiefs can look like, where this wasn't even a perfect game. It was just offense, offensive line, trenches, both sides of the trenches also. Early on, especially, the Chiefs are having a very hard time getting pressure without bringing extra. Getting to to Tom Brady with four is always a challenge. And Brady really also helped bail out some of his own uh, offensive linemen on how quickly he gets rid of the football. That's part of the, the Tom Brady experience. But uh, if you would like uh, like a, a fun stat, hey Beards, can I ask you uh, can I ask you a question? Go for it. Who had more rushing yards tonight, you or Leonard Fournette? Well, well, Josh, that's a stupid question because obviously Leonard Fournette plays in the NFL. He had and three I, carries and tonight, a, and I am a radio producer that's sitting right. on a, on a very comfy chair. And you actually had more rushing yards tonight than Leonard Fournette. What? Three carries for negative three yards. Take that. Holy cow. <laughs> take that zero for uh, seven for zero and a touchdown. Clyde Edwards Taylor last week, no longer. No, he might have the weirdest stat line of the NFL season for a running back. Uh, but but the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Beards, have you looked at the box score on this one? Do you know how many yards the Bucks rushed for today? I, I, mm, I don't. Okay, I great. Good. So here's what we do sometimes sometimes on the uh, on the radio. Don't look, Beards. Do not look. Do not look. I'm not looking. Sometimes I'll ask Beards. For a uh, a guess as to a number, and Beards and I have figured out over the years, you know, it's more satisfying if you're gonna guess a number that's far away from what the real one is. Beards, I want you to really guess here. I want you to really guess how many yards rushing the entirety of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had in this football game. Really try to get me on exactly how many yards of rushing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had tonight. Well. So you, we have already clarified that Leonard Fournette had how many yards? Negative three. Negative three. That's, so that's not a lot. So he was not the team's leading rusher. I'll uh-huh. give you that. Um, I am assuming that other people did some things on the football field. I'll you tell you what? this: Rashad White ran for a touchdown in this game. He ran for a touchdown. You know what? I'll, I'll be a little conservative. I like sixty-five. Tampa Bay thousand Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers tonight. Take one more guess, Beards. Take one more guess. It's less than 65. It's less than 65. Less than 65. What about 64? What about three? 100? Six carries for three yards for the Buccaneers tonight. Now, part of that, I think, is the Chiefs, you know, were able to stonewall them early. Part of it is that the Buccaneers were playing from behind, and they realized pretty early on the combination of those two things meant let's let Tom Brady do Tom Brady things. Good on you. You let number 12 do number 12. Okay, fine. But I just sort of think the Buccaneers at some point decided, I, you know, I just don't think that running towards Nick Bolton and Darius Harris is a great idea. And fair enough, better to throw at those guys. Even Nick Bolton, who's had a very impressive start to his NFL career and all of that. I'd rather throw at Nick Bolton than run at him. Same goes for Darius Harris. But the Chiefs are not to be trifled with on the ground. Like, there was no weakness offered there after being very good against Jonathan Taylor last week as well. The defense held their own here tonight, and that could be lost in a 31-point in a 31-point win. Let's take some calls. 
Let's let's bring in some other Beards is really having a difficult game in the pocket back there I had, right I had, now. I had a bye week last week. That's true. That's true. Beards is Beards right now. Rust versus Rust. Rust is winning for Beards, but that's okay. We'll uh, we'll get into the swing of things with Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and whoever else the Chiefs bring to the podium. Plus, uh, Matt Derrick of Chiefs Digest will join us. I've already told you that the uh, the post game show right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB is brought to you by CBD American Shaman. Let me tell you about the good news at CBD American Shaman. Then we'll start taking our calls. When Kansas City scores, you score big at your local CBD American Shaman. Our team score is your percent off. They scored forty one points. So you get 41% off all day tomorrow on orders of $100 or more at CBD American Shaman. That's a heck of a deal for you at CBD American Shaman, because life is better with the feather. Life's also better when we can hear from you to kick off our evening here. Uh, we'll be with you for as long as it takes tonight to break down the action in the Chiefs' 41-31 victory. We open it up with Ryan. Ryan, you're on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Does American Shaman sell mushrooms? I don't, you know, you'd have to ask. No, well, well, hey, come on now, guys. We got the shamans got to know, right? Uh, you can uh, uh, check out their website and uh, and you know just peruse. I I, I don't I can't promise anything. Hey, I can't I, promise. How about the cheap tonight? Don't let's see. Wait, uh, you're talking about a psychedelic performance, Ryan. Sometimes it's better than the pharmaceuticals. <laughs> <laughs> But that's deeper than what most people probably can do. Uh, but no, she's looking pretty good tonight. Um, Kelsey, uh, Mahomes, they've got a special connection. It's pretty uh, awesome to see that. I really don't remember. I, I, the kicker made fiddles. Yeah. What the heck happened last week? And still, uh, the last thing I want to ask, what, what did Chris Jones say? And we have all this technology. What did he say? I don't, and, uh, I don't know. I know you guys aren't saying anything about that. Um, hey, I'm not trying to. Hey, we won. We won. I don't know. It's pretty good. I, I, sorry to be the downer, but we won. Yeah. I'm, no excitement? I, no. No excitement? Oh, Ryan, how dare you ask me about no excitement? How dare you? Sound, you yeah. sound like you got into the gummies before you called in tonight, Ryan. Don't come at me with no excitement. Bring your excitement, well, Ryan. It's uh, well, hey, I'll tell you what. The defense this year is going to carry us, I think. Um, the back end, uh, it's all young right now. Yeah, absolutely. We're all learning. It's, it's a whole brand new uh, team. Uh, wide receivers need to step up. I still don't think we have a running back. Um Coaching Mahomes, everything's great right now. Um, I do think the coaching on the defense, they step that faster than they, what they usually do. Uh, special teams can play today. Uh, I guess it's eight, week by week with this team. But I think we're uh, 32 on Nick Bolton. I like that, too. Makes him look faster. 100% uh, makes him look faster. The smaller numbers make <laughs> make the bigger dudes look a little look a little quicker. Uh, Ryan, I got to I got to appreciate it, man. Uh, always good to hear from you. And yeah, I, I think we, we, it's funny to look at a 31 and to say, hey, we should probably be talking about this defense more. But I I really do think they earned uh, a real nice chunk of the uh, of the credit pie tonight, if you will. And uh, 
at, they're, they're going to get overshadowed because it was 31 points on defense and the, the offense put up a pretty casual 40-burger. Uh, but, but I do think that the defense is going to need to continue to be a, a huge, a huge part of this conversation. Next up, we have George. George, what's up? That was very generous on that phone call. I, I give you props for letting it go that long. I we hear from Ryan all the time. I uh, you know I just thought I thought Ryan would have another gear in the energy and maybe why don't you bring us some why don't you bring us some energy, George? I know it's well, a late show tonight, everybody. A burger, not a forty burger. You're right. I agree. And uh, it it speaks greatly to the fact of how unsung the front line is going to be portrayed this game. They did their job. They kept they kept uh, they kept Mahomes dry for most of it. Yep. Uh, they they gave the running backs enough enough room to run. Uh, they, I'm very pleased. I'd love to hear from Creed Humphrey just mm. to, to get his take. Yeah, if they're going to bring somebody to the podium, I'd like to hear from him. Um, by the way, did you happen to have the parlay of Noah Gray taking a wildcat snap for the end zone? <laughs> no, that no, would have been I a didn't. nice one. Yeah, the uh, the Chiefs tight ends could have given you some nice anytime scoring boost tonight. I I stayed away from this game. This one was uh, was spooky, and it's probably good because I did not think there would be seventy two total points scored. Well, I told you last week. I said, you know, I wasn't going to do the Aaron Rodgers relax bit, but mm-hmm. relax. You know, this is the Chiefs. Uh, looking at their schedule, they're going to be favored for the rest of the year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the Buffalo's going to be the one question, and we'll well, but, see where those teams are when Buffalo, we get there. Yeah. You know, just, no. Uh, I'm, you know, this was the pivot point. Mm. This was the pivot point. I would also, again, give great props to special teams. Yep. They, they figured out that... Uh, that they can get a good punt returner. Mm-hmm. Figured out that they can get a good... And by the way, they needed a good punt returner. Because that's all Brady was doing, was forcing them to punt. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm, 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 the, the song that keeps getting into my head is, is Turn Out the Lights. I think uh, we're done with this. We're done with last week. Yeah. We're done with last week. This is the Chiefs of the 2022-2023 season. They've, they've got their, their act together. Yes, the penalties are still going to be the bugaboo. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, 21 points before they had a penalty, and the, and, and the other team, yeah, I don't even want to say the other team, the Buccaneers, mm-hmm. uh, the other team started, started doing well once the Chiefs started doing badly in terms of penalties. Uh, they can clean that up. I think we're we'll being in a much better position to to earn those uh, sixty burgers that they should have had. Uh, and the last thing, you are so spot on on the Andy Reid commercial. That was such a joy. <laughs> it was great. That was. Such <laughs> it was... A I don't know if if you would catch the reference, Josh, but uh, are you familiar with the commercial spokesperson Wilfred Brimley? Oh, uh, I I certainly am for a reason that you might think of if if you uh, give it a second. Okay, I understand you now. I got diabetes. But the, but again, I think if somebody wanted to market him that way, yes, absolutely. The next Wilson Brimley. Absolutely, George. Great call, uh, especially on that part. Appreciate hearing you from my friend. Adios. Andy Reid absolutely should quarter the uh, Wilford Brimley market. 
I do know who he is. I've, I knew who Wilford Brimley was specifically in the uh, diabetes um, meme territory, but then, you know, I showed my commitment to knowing who Wilford, Wilford Brimley was. I, I think George touches on a very interesting point there that also kind of hit me as I was pulling up the schedule to kind of scan through and just see, all right, is that right? I mean, are the Chiefs really not going to be an underdog at any other point this year? And I, I think there's a very, very good chance George is right. Uh, and uh, it makes me think that this Colts game last week will be the one we look back on as being the anomaly of this stretch if the Chiefs can continue to string together some victories. Sounds like we might hear from Travis Kelsey momentarily live from Tampa Bay, all here on Sports Radio 810 WHB Kansas City. Here's Travis Kelsey. Um, there's a lot of attention to detail, and I feel like when, uh, when coaches you know, challenge us in the beginning of the week uh, from, what, from what you guys saw last week, there was an attention to detail uh, throughout practice that we got to maintain throughout the entire season because that was uh, that was just a you know that was just showing exactly how much we were focused throughout the week. Uh, Pat knew exactly where to go with the ball. Uh, guys that were running routes knew exactly you know when the ball was coming to them, and then on top of that, the O line played their tail off. And um, sure enough, we got the guys to to be able to make any play out there on the field. And when you see us uh, fly around and play play like that, play for each other like that. Um, we know we're a hard team to beat. Travis, how much do you think last week drove that? And, and was there some element of the, the return to Tampa that, that drove that feeling? You could, throw it all, you could throw it all together, man. There was a sour taste in our mouth from last weekend, from the last time we were down here in Tampa. And, uh, you know, I'm going to put both of those behind me at this point. We're here now. Uh, we're going to roll with this momentum and uh, how, how well we play today. The NFL hasn't seen anything like Pat Mahomes, I promise you that. And you saw it today. He's the Houdini of our era, man. The guy just finds ways to make plays uh, throughout the game. I mean, big-time third downs, big-time goal line plays, um, just willing our team into the end zone, willing, willing our team to win, and that's our ultimate leader, man. And this last thing, I, I felt like he was, he was burned up a little bit by the Tequila Barrett comments. Did you feel like he took that apart a little bit in terms of how he saw it with the Honestly, I don't even know what he said. We sure as heck didn't have any conversations, so I don't know if it uh, if it bothered him or not. Um, yeah. Man, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, what an honor, man. You know, I was telling uh, Tariko before the game uh, yesterday. Him and Collinsworth, uh, they showed me a list of those guys, those guys that were in the top five before it, man. And I remember. I remember nobody knowing who the guy in sixth place was and feeling that and, uh, and turning that into fuel, turning that into something that, you know, being able to live out your dreams, uh, to, be a, to be on a list like that with those guys, um, such an honor, and I'm just blessed, man. And 8-7, uh, Rob Gronkowski, man, you can't say enough about who he is as a player, as a person, and uh, even to be in the same uh, conversations as a guy like that. And, the rest of the list, um, you know, it's just an honor, man. Travis, we call this the tight end game, and I guess what's the celebration? Keep it coming, baby. Keep it coming, man. We got a great room. I've been saying it all year. And uh, I'm just happy that uh, I'm happy for those guys, man. Finally, you know, feeling feeling the, uh, the juice of a Sunday night touchdown. You know, there's nothing like it, baby. There's nothing like it. And on top of that, big time moments in the game where we needed to, to find a way in there, man. A third down. Um, I'm not even sure one of them might have been a fourth down, uh, but either way, uh, find ways to get in the end zone, and uh, you know, hopefully you'll see some more of the three tight end sets throughout the season. Uh, 
couple more guys. Kind of when you go out and have fun, that's when you're playing at your best. Tonight it looked like that's what you all were doing, especially being able to extend the plays, being able to get the touchdowns, score the touchdowns that you all were doing. Do you feel like now this team is maybe just because of how the game turned out, you all are having fun? This is just one game, man. We got we got to be able to tune this, tweak it to be able to, you know, and we can still learn from this game. There were mistakes. I know I didn't play uh, the the perfect game. Nobody ever does. So we just got to keep that mentality that we had last year to dig deep, play with, play with, play for the guys next to you. No matter if it's one o'clock on Sunday, it's Sunday night game or a Monday night game like we got next week, and it doesn't matter the the opponent, man. We just if we come out f flying around um, like that, man, we know we're a hard team to beat. We know teams don't want to see us up. We we got a great we got a great offense, uh, stellar defense, special teams unit. I mean, it's a we get up on on teams. You know, we start they start to feel that that pressure of trying to climb back. And um, once we start fast and and, and get that rhythm, um, I really feel like we're unstoppable, man. And we just got to keep that momentum going. We got to keep uh, keep the attention to detail throughout the week, like I've been saying, and um, come out here and just fight for each other. Last one, Alex. You said it, brother. You said it. I'll make sure I, I talk to Coach Reed about that one. I don't. I, I missed what the uh, very final question was there that uh, Kelsey was uh, responding the affirmative to, but that is in fact Travis Kelsey live here on Sports Radio 810 WHB live from Tampa Bay. The Chiefs win 41 to 31. We'll either take more calls or take more uh, press conferences, just whichever one arrives at our doorstep first. Uh, maybe more three tight end sets there, says Travis Kelsey. Three touchdowns for the tight ends tonight. Noah Gray on the ground in the quarterback sneak as Patrick. Mahomes put on his acting chops a little bit. Kelsey catches one. Jody Fortson catches one. And then, of course, Clyde edwards Lair catches the touchdown on the absolute... I, scramble drill is not doing it justice. Um, jump shot is almost not doing it justice. It just... I don't... I don't know if there's a way to fully describe what that play was other than total madness. Hook shot? I, I don't I don't know because here's the thing, Beards. It, it requires a conversation about the movement of Patrick Mahomes and then the little jumper at the end. The best that I can do is that everything in my football life has been th viewed through this prism now for 15 years. But one of my favorite video games of all time is NFL Street 2 on the GameCube. And I got my Steam Deck over the weekend, and the only game I have played on it so far is an emulated version of NFL Street 2. And I'm telling you, you want to you go get the anonymous quotes about Patrick Mahomes playing street ball or whatever. Nothing in football feels more like a video game with busted physics than watching Patrick Mahomes do stuff like that. I know it's just a filter that, again, I, I've been viewing football through forever. And part of it is the filter that I've been viewing video games through for the last two days. But it's just like watching a video game unfold in front of your eyes. I mean, it's... It's really, it's really remarkable. Uh, and that's the quarterback of the uh, the Kansas City football team. Pretty cool stuff to keep in mind if you uh, are a lifelong Chiefs fan who saw some not quite as cartoonishly good moments in our uh, shared history. We'll go back to the phones here. Kyle is up next. Kyle, you're on Sports Radio 810 WHP. What's up, man? Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call, Josh. And I love your show, like always. Thank you. Uh, um, three points I want to make for this for tonight's game there are three points 
Um, the first point is the Chiefs needed to get off to a fast start uh, because the last two weeks, uh, the Chargers game and then the Colts, they started off slow, and they needed to get off to a hot start. So props to them for getting on a hot start from opening kickoff on that fumble. Mm-hmm. That's what really got the game going, and the Chiefs just never looked back. And that's one thing I got to take away from this game is that when from kickoff to finish, they played a heck of a game. Now, Tom Brady, you know, is going to do Tom Brady things. I mean, you put up 31 points. But, again, I, didn't, I mean, there were times where I was nervous in the game, but the majority of the game was very, very well played. I thought the Chiefs defense played a heck of a job playing against Tom Brady. Second point I want to make is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire seems to get better every single game. He is he's he's getting he's getting off the snap faster. He's he's making good cuts. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I, I don't know what people have against him, but I've seen the grown on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's growing on me, and the running game was just a phenomenal tonight. They just it was from when they, from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to Pacheco. Uh, they just played really well. They controlled the ground game very well, and that opened up our passing game real too. And that's that second point I wanted to make. Third point I want to make is, um, gosh, our defense has gotten so much better. I know this is Tom Brady. You're not going to get him sacked, I mean, because he's going to get the ball out of his hands. But the Chiefs made – very good key stops when they needed to. And that was very, and that could have turned the point of this game. But the defense made stops when they needed to. They made plays when they needed to. And that's what I take away from this game is those three points. I'll listen off the air, guys, but thank you guys so much for taking my call. Well, Kyle, stay on the line for me if you would because you've got three points that I want to respond to. But I also... I'd like to send you a little thank you gift for having a, a great call with us here tonight. I'm going to make Kyle our caller of the game, brought to you by Greengrass Cattle Company. I'm going to talk about Greengrass more later in the show as well, but every week we get to send an incredible gift to uh, straight to the door of our caller of the game, uh, presented by Greengrass Cattle Company. They are located in Weston, Missouri, off 45 Highway. That's the storefront, less than a mile from their ranch. Last week, me and Beards and some more of us at 810 here, we all went out to the ranch at Greengrass Cattle Company. I've told you weeks past, I've always been so impressed since the moment I first uh, had my first conversation with Tim. I got to talk to his, his dad, Gary, and uh, the uh, the Hare family out there doing incredible things at Greengrass Cattle Co. It, it, is, it is in the family. It is um, artisan at every level, the care they put in that process. You'll, you, not only will we talk more about them later on, you'll also get to see some of that process in video form very soon, which I'm excited for you to see. But uh, greengrasscattleco.com uh, is the URL to get you there if they uh, you want them to deliver right to your door. Again, greengrasscattleco.com. The process is best in class. The product is as good as it gets. You'll be as impressed as we were, I promise you. Greengrasscattleco.com. Uh, next up, we'll go to uh, to Butch. Butch, you're up next. You're on the uh, Sports Radio 810 WHB Post Game Show. Butch, how you feeling? Chiefs country. Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> how you doing, Butch? Come on, gentlemen. How about them? How about those Kansas City Chiefs? How about them? Listen, man. Let me get out of here real quick because I got about a thousand things I can riff on. You can't kill something that doesn't live. <laughs> like the Chiefs offense 
is Michael Myers. They are Jason Voorhees. They are that thing creeping through the woods that you can't run from, and they don't chase you. You just try to walk from it. You try to get your keys out, but you drop it. You try to pick the keys up, but you drop it again. But you can't really run as much as you thought you could because your knee is creaking. They are the monster that's waiting in the dark for you. And they did it again. (laughs) Listen, what Todd Bowles, had to have known going to that game was the same stuff that me and a lot of Chiefs, uh, you know, any other kind of um, NFL film-watching Twitter saw was that Vita Vea is either dealing with some sort of injury or he's just regressing a little bit. Because a big part of the reason why they're able to run well in that defense, in my opinion, Vita Vea is not playing as well. They don't have Vernon Golson. And they don't have Indomitian Sue. And that allowed the Kansas City Chiefs to say, screw it. Even if our guys are hurt, we're going to run counter bash. We're going to run counter trade. We're going to run, we're going to run out of eye formation. We're going to run these types of variations to the run game. They get us to the edge. Or we're going to run like a we're just run speed option. What? <laughs> That's, I, I, like, they had no respect for these guys' run defense. And that lets me know that they got back. When, when Travis Kelsey says we got back to the basics, that's what they mean. They saw that on tape, everybody, and that's what allowed them to outrush the, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the supposed number one defense by DVOA, by a margin of 160 to zero. I don't have much else to say other than that, other than we knew this was coming. I didn't know how close it was going to come in the season. I thought maybe it would be like week eight, week nine. They show you right now, that they think they have all the ingredients necessary to rip even the best defenses in the league. They'll have more challenges down the road. But I think that this game, when we go down the margins in January and February, because we will be playing in February, and we say to ourselves, how did the Chiefs end up looking like an absolutely juggernaut next-level offense without Tyree Kill. We'll look back at this game and we'll say to ourselves, man, the Bucs were playing with just about everyone, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, everybody was relatively healthy, and they got blown off of their own field in the game where they were supposed to have the emotional and numbers advantage because there was, of course, some very unfortunate you know, weather delays that were happening in Florida and people – and the Chiefs just ran them out of their own field. We'll look back at this game and say, guys, that's when we realize that they really are the kings of the AFC. Save for the flavor. Butch is in his bag already. Week four, Butch has the good stuff. Appreciate it, Bucks. Bro- well, sorry, I said appreciate it, Butch. Sorry, as I was saying that, Beard was asking about the phones, and somewhere in there I just said, I said books, I think. Reading the good book with Butch. Butch's book. That's what I meant to say. That's where I'm at now. All right, I pivoted. We're we're reading we're we reading chapter one, verse seven, from the book of Butch. Uh, either probably one more presser or uh, Parker's up next. Tony, Dan, Greg, we'll get to you guys uh, shortly. Um, yeah, beards. Let's uh, let's go ahead and we'll we'll hold it there at those four. If you're on the, if you're on the line right now, we will get to you uh, very soon. But I, we are kind of in this holding pattern that we often hit in the post game. We're waiting to see if somebody's going to float up to the podium. We want to bring you all the audio we can. I see Adam Peicher hanging around the podium. Oh, want to ask him a few questions? Uh, hey, Adam, how was the game? 
couldn't hear him. Mm. Uh, maybe maybe we ask him this week on the zone, perhaps. Yeah, we can do uh, that. Uh, from uh, ten to two weekdays here on uh, Sports Radio Ten WHP. Jason Anderson, me, Josh Briscoe, Beards and Fly. We're all together again on the zone. I think he's just ignoring me. Tysha would do that. Tysha would just would hear Beards and go, "Hey, Adam, Adam, hey, Tysha, Adam." Shaky off. It's locked in. That's, that's a professional, professional journalist right there. Um, to, to Butch's point, here's what I'm going to say where if I had to play both sides of this just a little bit. I promise I'm not just monologuing instead of getting the calls. We're in a holding pattern. We are either going to look back at Chiefs Colts and go, wow, what a weird total anomaly, random game that does not fit in the greater, the greater picture of this Chiefs season. That was just a special teams nightmare and a bad day to have a bad day. I mean, that's true to begin with. Or we're going to look back at tonight's game and go, wow, if the Chiefs could just play football like that, they would be, you know, the one seed as opposed to never achieving that height again and ultimately just being kind of a mid team the rest of the year. That is why Monday night, this upcoming week against the Raiders is going to matter. It's why that Bills game on CBS 325 on October 16th, my Lord. Like, how many primetime games in a row now? So, so it's uh, Raiders on Monday night, Bills, you know, that's going to be the Romo-Nance game, at the, the CBS national window, and then at the Niners, national Fox game in all likelihood, then Sunday night again against the Titans. A lot of primetime games. And then they get at noon at the Jags, or at home against the Jags, who are actually good. It's a good thing that this is the only thing you and I do here at the station. We have time to sleep in afterwards. Another reminder that uh, 10 a.m. tomorrow, me, Jason Anderson, and Beards will all be here again for the zone. 10 a.m. I think Jason can run his own board for the first couple hours, talk to himself. We know he can talk to himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's been established, I guess. Uh, so the podium looking sparse right now. Here's the thing. I don't want to start taking calls and then get four seconds into a call and be like, all right, and here's Matthew Wright. I see two empty microphones just kind of sitting next to each other. Um, Reporters still I, I in the see, room. I see people's hands putting phones. Oh, hey, look, it's Legereus Sneed. Oh, I'd love to hear from Legereus Sneed. Let's do that now live right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Yes, we've been showing it, but, you know, you know, I executed it well. They didn't pick me up. How, how were you able to do that where you may show something or variations of something? But yes, it's, uh, the guys on the back end, you know, disguising well. You know, I try to wait. I know Tom Brady going to pick it up real fast, so I try to wait in disguise and blitz late. How, how good does it feel when you get Tom Brady? I felt good. I felt great. It's just what I do to not let him know, like, I'm not coming or nothing, yeah. Are you at a point now where, where Spags will tell you, hey, you can freelance. If you feel like you can get in the back, go for it. No, I don't think I, I, ain't, I ain't got to that level yet. <laughs> not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. No, I'm not talking anything. You know, I get knowledge from them on how to blitz and whatever. That's about it. Uh, what to do with old linemen when they come and reach me, get low on them and stuff like that. But Darius, how much do you work on the acting part uh, like you did? Uh, don't practice. All through the week. You know, whoever we plan, I try to watch the quarterback and see what type of guy he is and what I can do. And what, what does that mean? But you really were working at it, it looked like. So. Mm -hmm. I know that Brady, I know Brady was going to get the ball out fast, so I try to show that I'm not coming, so then that's when I hit it. With um, the way you're playing, 
you envision for yourself when the season began, playing well in coverage and making an impact in the backfield? Oh, man, it's much more to go, man. You know, it's just the beginning of what's going on, so I'm going to keep going. Terrence, you feel like you've gotten better at this, that you've worked hard getting better at the blitzing part? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir, I'm getting better. Yes, sir, I'm getting better day by day, you know, week by week. How, how, how good does it feel when a team just stops running? When you've got a big lead and you know that you're in one dimensional? Oh, it feels great. You know, they can't run the ball, so they got to throw the ball, and it's good for the back end. We can make plays back there. Some of the guys that came in here before you had, had mentioned that, that Super Bowl loss to I linger for a lot. I could say as a team, everybody, we had that chip on our shoulder coming in here that, you know, when we played them last time, we didn't come out well. But everybody came in with the chip on their shoulder. I think we came out well. How's it feel for you now that you, you kind of like? Oh, I feel wonderful. It feels feels great. It feels great for us. Couple more. How good is this plane like going to be compared to last time? Oh, it's going to be lovely. A lot of partying, a lot of talking. It's not going to be quiet on there. So yeah. Better. Do you still see new things in Patrick when, when he's doing the stuff he does out there? I mean, I, I know you're concentrating on other stuff when you're out on the field, but I mean, do you see some of his stuff tonight, including the, the play to climb? Yeah, I mean, I seen Patrick, you know, the spin move he made and thought I was like, that's, that's unbelievable stuff, you know. I'm glad I'm on this team, though. Yeah, very much. Anyone else? Thanks, everyone. All right, thank y'all. There's Legereus Sneed, a truly incredible find for this Chiefs front office and excellent producer off the edge obviously been incredible in coverage throughout his Chiefs career so far as well but as a blitzer uh, you heard him there the question asked by our friend Mick Schaefer uh, were you just messing with your helmet because you had something going on the helmet and the gloves and everything was that on purpose and in fact yes it has been proven Legereus deceived Why are you like this? Because I am fundamentally broken. You going to cut that for the cuts this week, Beards? We, won't, we of course, won't have time to actually get to it, but nah, you might as well clip as well. it, you know? We'll see what we do. <laughs> Whenever we get to the cuts in six months, that's, that's going to be really confusing. How do the pressers look, Beards? Does it look like the uh, the sharks are still swimming around the podium? Uh, I see or? Adam Tyser's shoulder. I am not letting us go back to the phones until we no longer see Adam Tyser's shoulder. It looks like they're preparing for somebody else. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, well, we will, again, if you're on hold right now, Parker, I know you've been on the line the longest. We will get to you before we take our next break. I, I solemnly swear um, that one particular fact. But we... Uh, we have to kind of we have to wait and find out who it's going to be at the podium and then uh, get to them live. So, what do you think of Beards? I see Beards approaching the microphone in a way as if he's thinking of something. I was going to say we don't want to have the moment where we pull up Parker on the phone and then all of a sudden George Koloftis walks exactly. in. Exactly. We have to go. Oh, sorry about the Parker. Hang up. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, we we would put you on hold. We have We'd we have nice. your best interest in mind on this one. I know I I've really been trying to be conscious about the clocks, you know, and try to keep everybody moving pretty quick, but uh in the meantime, I can say um I can I can t- take a look at the uh at the the Twitch comments Beard just sent me. Well, never mind. <laughs> See, this is what would have happened. Instead, we go live to Tampa Bay to hear from Clyde edwards Lair. Oh yeah, most definitely. It was a a sense of urgency um, as far as not not just for the front five, but uh, you know from from the offense as a standpoint. Uh, but we all know everything starts with the big guys up front, and and that was something that Coach Reed uh, you know started the week off 
with this week, you know, just kind of challenging those guys. And, you know, we, we all we all know how it all kind of, you know, unfolds. Once he once he challenges those guys, it's, it's obvious that he's challenging all of us. So, uh, you know, we, we did what we needed to do and, and, you know, came out and they, they handled business. Um, as far as skills or just for us? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, opening up, obviously, we have a team meeting, you know, after, you know, and then he obviously pinpointed some things, uh, you know, said, said some things that's obvious that we that we watched on film. And, and you know, he uh, you know, not necessarily makes remarks, but, I mean, it's, it's he says things as far as challenging, like as far as, this is what you guys have to do throughout the week. I mean, obviously, and we did those things, and, and you know, he felt like the work this week was was good enough. Uh, and and he also said that last night. Um, he was like, man, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. You guys did the work. I challenged you guys. You guys did the work throughout the week, and being able to you know show that is is that's why we that's why we did it all, and it it obviously shows tonight. That's Pat, man. It's not a, you know, it may be, it may be surprising to some, uh, but it's just one of those things, not necessarily that we work on, but, you know, it's, it's scramble rules. Uh, it's football, man. If, if you, if re, spacing, you know, it, uh, if, if a guy is, is, is out of space, you know, or out of his area where, he, where you feel like he should be, then you get into the open spot. Uh, well, obviously I'm uh, behind a defender, so you're not gonna block him in the back. And then um, you know, it's it's one of those things that I know where we started. It's the line of scrimmage aspect of knowing that he's not uh, he's not gonna throw the ball, you know, past the line of scrimmage. And and, and Pat is good, but kind of sensing where he is with that, you can kind of see him, uh, you know, just getting a feel for it. But it's not something that I can sit here and tell you, oh well, you would know how to do it if you went out there. And we, I mean, I practice with him every day and. I mean, I've been with him the last three years, so it's just one of those things. It's a, it's a chemistry thing. How much does that sort of speak to the broader impact he had on, on everything, the ability to keep creating? I mean, it, it, it shows that, you know, he's obviously not, not, not one-dimensional, but uh, it makes everybody on the field a weapon. And, uh, you know, when, when you get down in, into those points, you, when you have uh, linemen that, that kind of, you know, uh, Tell, tell guys that they're, you know, tell the refs that they're eligible. And then you have all these, you know, receivers and running backs kind of running all over the place. It gives you that, that kind of, that feeling of once we get down here, we, we're going to be able to figure it out. And having one five back there with the ball in his hands, you, you never really know where it's going. It's just kind of always having your head on a swivel and being alert. Um, man, it was, uh, you know, it's, it's always good being able to play football. And, uh, you know, just when I walked into the, the locker room, it just wasn't, you know, it, we, we had the energy and, and all that was there, but just, you know, mentally for me, it just wasn't a, wasn't a good feeling. Uh, I mean, the last time that I remember being in that locker room, everything was blurry cause I was so damn teary eyed. So it was just like, you know, it's, it's like you, you, you take that and you kind of bottle it up, figure out where you want to put it. And then. You know, I I listened to literally the same playlist that I had for the Super Bowl, and uh, and we went out here and 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 did you know did what we needed to do. Couple more guys. Too much by Drake.
Um, man, I don't, I wouldn't, you know, it's to me, so I'll say it's top greatest hit. But I mean, um, you know, it's 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 one of those things that I wouldn't say it felt routine, but it was uh, you know, I made eye contact with him at, at one point, and then I was like, eh, I don't think this is gonna be good. Let me just kind of figure out and go this other way. And then once I kind of felt two guys in front of me, I was like, well, obviously nobody's behind me. I knew, you know, I knew the route concept that we had going on, and you know, once I kind of seen his eyes. Take, come off that that read behind me. I knew I was, you know, and could slide back into some open open position. Thanks, Clyde. For sure. There's Clyde Edwards Elaire. Uh, you know, maybe we all drive home tonight listening to a little bit of uh, a little bit of, a little bit of Drake. A little too much. Appreciate appreciate the dogged reporting that required getting a a poll off of the uh, off the playlist there from Clyde Edwards Elaire. Beards, is that our locker room report for the day? I meant to mention that during the uh, last commercial break, but in fact, it was. We will continue. We will hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes later on as well. But getting to hear from Legarius Sneed, Clyde Edwards Elaire, and Travis Kelsey concludes our locker room report right here on the Sports Radio 810 WHB postgame show. The Chiefs locker room report is brought to you by Twin Peaks. No one does football like Twin Peaks. Whatever your preference, they have everything from tequila cocktails and an extensive bourbon category to top-shelf spirits and cocktails served over ice balls. Local craft beers and handcrafted whiskey cocktails round out an adventurous drink menu, second to none. And don't forget about their 29-degree man-sized drafts at Twin Peaks. All right, we'll hit the phones. we got to take a break, but Parker has been online for a while here now. Parker, appreciate your patience. Sorry you got caught in the uh, no-man's land of uh, mid-pressers. Appreciate you waiting. What's on your mind? Yeah, no worries, Josh. I hope you're doing well. Uh, I don't really sports bet, but uh, glad I didn't take your advice on the under. <laughs> yeah, me too, uh, man. <laughs> uh, I just want to say the offense came out with a vengeance, not only for the Super Bowl loss a couple of years ago, but for last week's loss. I mean, one thing I wanted to say is that, you know, I, I saw some people on Twitter talking about the Mahomes pick right at the end. I like the aggression, man. I mean, I think that you could say something else about it, but I'd rather keep the foot on the neck than just uh, give it up to some two-yard running plays and end up punting it away. I'd rather go for it at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Clyde, Clyde Pacheco thought looked great, which was uh, something about the O-line looking better. You know, a couple people are kind of talking about Orlando Brown, a couple of things that he got caught on. But overall, looked fantastic against a strong Bucks front. Um, one thing I wanted to say, you know, big Times ours fan, I uh, saw some talk from uh, from Nate about this being an unzipped game. <laughs> I, I think a better description would be a Patagonia game. You know, it's a quarter zip game. Wow. You know I mean? Wow. Yes, fantastic. Patagonia, I'm writing it down. Because, you know, it, it they have the trick plays, but the plays that really stuck in my mind were just ones where they let Pat cook. And it, it's not something you can plan for. Uh, defense looked good, but man, Mike Evans is a freak, mm-hmm. and you just can't, you just can't, you can't do anything about it. And then one, one last thing I wanted to point out: uh, short yardage. 
um, you know, that Nate wrote about and people have been talking about in Chiefs Kingdom for the past couple weeks. Um, we got tested early, you know, third and one, third and two, second and whatever, you know, fourth and whatever. And they came out and they didn't have to go into some weird bag of trickery. They just played well, you know, good, solid play design, nothing that's going to shock defensive coordinators enough to make them, you know, put it in their game plan, essentially, but uh, something that will be solid enough to make a note of going into the future, um, but nothing that you can exactly scheme out. And so feel good about this win. You know, we had the fluky loss against the Colts, Curd, you know, in week five and our Super Bowl year, but Curd in week three here, hopefully we can repeat, but who knows? I mean, the reality is, is it's, a, it's an odd team. You know, some people are going to point and say Tampa Bay hasn't scored more than 20 in their game so far, and they scored 31 this game. I think that's a disservice to our defense. I think they played incredibly well against, you know, a revitalized Tampa Bay core. But uh, just want to say congrats on the win, but keep the foot on, keep the foot on the gas keep going, and keep fighting. That's all I want to say. Thanks, Josh. Parker, I appreciate the call, the kind words, the patience, all that. Just a good, all-around, really uh, really strong performance of the phones from Parker. Really strong performance on the phones the whole way through here tonight. Uh, Tony, Dan, and Greg, I see you on the phone lines. We will get to all three of you in our very next segment. We've got to take a brief timeout because this segment, uh, much like uh, many of the Chiefs' possessions today, we're just eating up time of possession. We have been possessing this segment for a very long time here tonight on Sports Radio 810 WHB. The postgame show is brought to you by CBD American Shaman. Free CBD samples every day. We still need to hear from Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. Take the rest of your calls. We have Matt Derrick of Chiefs Digest. Much to continue breaking down on a huge game that went way over. So I always say, don't take my gambling advice. I didn't even take my own gambling advice this week. The only advice I did take was, I don't know what's going to happen in this game, so I'll keep my distance. Best thing you might be able to do is keep your distance away from my gambling advice. But the Chiefs were victorious tonight by a really controlling 41 to 31 victory. Dare I say the game was not that close all that often the whole way through. We'll continue to break it down on the other side of this break here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Set eye behind Mahomes. Here's the snap. Mahomes back in a play fake. Rolling right. Being chased. Gets away. Mahomes is looking. Looking. Spins out of a tackle. Mahomes flips it into the end zone. Caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. I mean, seriously. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire in the back of the end zone on a jump shot from Patrick Mahomes. Extends the KC lead. An absolutely remarkable play. From Patrick Mahomes to Clyde Edwards Elaire, couldn't be anything other than our sweet play of the game brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Stop by any KC location for Travis Kelsey's 87 and Running Concrete and help raise money for this worthy cause. 87 and Running and Andy's Frozen Custard, the perfect option play for KC fans everywhere. Hard to have more options than the Chiefs did on that play when one of your options is Patrick Mahomes becomes, as Travis Kelsey said, Houdini of our era. 
really opens up the playbook. And you've got 15 back there. Absolutely tremendous work there from the quarterback. And also Clyde, as you heard him talk about finding the open space, it really did sort of feel like uh, a basketball a uh, little jumper from Mahomes to Clyde. Clyde drifting into open space farther back into the end zone. Just a very backyard street ball sort of play, you could say. And I loved every second of it. Uh, seems like most Chiefs fans had every excuse to enjoy this game as well. Tony, Dan, Greg, you're one, two, three. But Dan, actually, I looked at the clocks again. Dan is the one who leads us off here. Dan, thanks for waiting, my friend. What's going on? Hey, hey, Josh, how you doing? It was a great bounce back when I went to the Power and Light District to watch the game last weekend. Everybody was uh, surprised how the special teams played, but hey, <laughs> they made up for it tonight with Rashad White fumbling the ball and Kelsey uh, going down the field for the touchdown. Two touchdowns to Clyde. Yeah, you're right. That was crazy. <laughs> the second one, the street, street ball-wise, you know, Mahomes backing forward, back, forth. And then wham, touchdown. And uh, what can I tell you? I think uh, the offensive line playing real good tonight. Josh, you really dominated the offensive line. And uh, first time with Tom Bowles that uh, even the defensive coordinator with the Buccaneers, 41 points. So uh, great job offensively and great job defensively. Let's keep it going with Derek Carr. Let's make it one and seven. It's only one win. You know, remember Josh? Yeah, yeah. Ordered Gruden to get that. He wins one game of heroin and he orders the group, the team ride on. So we owe uh, uh, Derek Carr big time. Take care. Dan, I appreciate it, my friend. Uh, yeah, absolutely. This is this is the time you can say the Chiefs got one on Todd Bowles, and it was really it was dominating. Uh, I I do think that as much as we rightfully talked about uh, the the issues of the offensive line last week, maybe being the most concerning thing looking forward, the special teams for for, for my money took the brunt of the loss last week. If the special teams is just something you can overlook, the Chiefs win that game. Sky Moore, uh, Amendola, the whole whole unit of special teams um, was a problem. If anybody achieves to any level, they win that game. But the offensive line, I think, was the most concerning thing about last week. To see them bounce back this week, absolutely huge. Next up, we have Tony. Tony, thanks for waiting, my friend. What's going on? Hey, I was just, uh, you know, thinking about, uh, you know, how we responded to last week. And the thing that I was most excited about tonight is seeing the offensive line, especially the interior three, move people off the ball. And this Tampa Bay defensive line, we it, it's phenomenal. It's incredible. But they were getting moved by Creed, yeah. by Joe, and <clears throat> right guards, escape. My, my, yep. You know, at this point, but they were moving people, and Pacheco was hitting the hole with force, not looking to bounce things outside, and like making actual. You know, let's get six yards. Let's get four yards. Let's not try to bounce everything for a hundred yards. And it was putting the offense in second and third, second and uh, four as opposed to being behind the chains. Yeah. And I think that that is a great pathway going forward for this team. And I was really excited about this because we know this offensive line is good and on paper, but tonight was the first time that we actually saw it translate from paper to actually on the field. And that was very encouraging to me. And with the rest of the AFC kind of floundering around, that you know we thought, oh, it's going to be a juggernaut everywhere, and especially in the AFC West. Hey, we're in great shape. 
and I'll take that off the air, and I'd just love to hear your opinion on that. Thanks. Uh, Tony, I appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah, I have... I, this might not be a very satisfying response for you. I don't really think I have anything to correct you on or to disagree with you on or anything like that. Like, I, you know, I, as I sit here on my mountaintop with all the correct answers, clearly. Um, I, I think the biggest thing there is to specifically look at that interior offensive line, like you mentioned, where last week you began to ask some of those questions where I don't think these were unreasonable. I think these were the, the accurate results of, of what we all witnessed. It was, hey... What's wrong with Joe Tooney? Is Joe Tooney not Joe Tooney anymore? Or, or hey, you know, Creed Humphrey's gotten graded out pretty well, but they're not moving guys on the interior very much. Or Trey Smith still very much banged up and working his way back from the injury he suffered earlier in the season. And tonight, that was not even a factor. Uh, particularly that I, I want to see the, the first down success rates on, in terms of running the ball. Because I was noticing that as well, and I specifically want to give some more some more conversation time to Pacheco, uh, because I just there's a lot of fun to to be had there. But in terms of being more successful on first downs when they are running the ball on first downs, it 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 takes so much of the pressure off the shoulders of the offense next up. Because the difference between second and ten and second and four is a, a really big deal. It it opens up what you can do on those shorter downs and distances. It opens up your playbook. It gives you more margin for error. You can take a deep shot and still come back on third and four and have Patrick Mahomes and things will probably be fine. And specifically with Pacheco, what I've seen from him specifically tonight, his feet are explosive. I mean, they, they are jittery in terms of they're always chopping and they're moving quickly, but he also is patient. Uh, this is a huge, huge, huge overpraise, but like I, every time I see a, a running back be patient, I think of prime Le'Veon Bell. Not so much later Le'Veon Bell, where he wasn't even patient enough to you know wait around and see if he'd get a few carries later in the season. Not patient enough to uh, you know listen to Eric Bieniemy or whatever. Patient enough to go to the Jets, though. That's that's true. But like prime Le'Veon Bell, I think, is the most patient running back I've ever seen, where sometimes he would just stop in his tracks and then all of a sudden he was he teleported eight yards downfield. And you went, how the bleep did that man do that? I I see some patience in Isaiah Pacheco. I see the explosiveness. And there is a violence at the point of contact, at the point of hitting the scrum, he he has size and speed and explosiveness and all of those tools where I, I saw somebody say something to this effect on Twitter that I, I do want to... Um, I think it might have been a, a, our friend Chief Bearcat on Twitter, a, a great uh, member of, of Chief's Twitter. said, hey, you can acknowledge that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had a really nice game here and, and has, a, has had a good season at this point and also see Isaiah Pacheco as as someone who is going to continue demanding the football more and more, rightfully so. It was from Bearcat. We'd say Clyde played a really good game while still recognizing Pacheco has shown flashes of being something special and a game-breaker at the position that needs more touches. That's where I fall right now. This might be a hard conversation we have tomorrow with Jason on the zone. The Jarek McKinnon touches have been a little less impactful and a little less overwhelming. The Isaiah Pacheco touches make you think that there is a ceiling another gear for that running back room to uh, to try to hit uh next up here let's get greg greg appreciate your patience my friend what's going on jay Bizzle, 
Howdy ho. <laughs> What's up, man? Uh, I'm going to tell you what. I think the Indy loss was really good for this team because mm-hmm. I think it showed them you guys got to clean things up. And as from what I saw tonight, we weren't making dumb penalties. We were playing smart. I mean, that's Tom Brady on the other side. Mm-hmm. So you can never fucking rule him or, Excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, you we can't. got you. I think. I think we're good. I think we're all right. All right, keep it, keep it PG, Greg. That's your one strike. I know, bud. I'm sorry. I just mean I think it was a good loss to take early in the season because I think it told those guys, hey, nothing's going to be given to you. Let's go and work. And these guys came out tonight and they won the game. And and in the NFL, it's all about getting the win. I mean, seriously, ugly. It doesn't matter if it looks like an absolute pile of we get mud, it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> what have you. Yes, absolutely. Right. It doesn't matter. It's a win. So mm-hmm. I think a good win, great, you know, here we go. Who's our next opponent? We're on to who? Vegas, baby. Monday night, prime time again. All right, so we're ready. I think, I think that was a good regroup game, and now we go to Vegas and we show Arrowhead West how we do things. Thank you for your time. Greg, I bleep and appreciate it, man. Good bleep and call. Bleep, yeah. Another fun reason to watch the uh, the video streams, we have a dump button for the radio. We got FCC rules and all that stuff, you know, to make sure we lock all the radio side down. You watch on the streams, you know. You can say a naughty word on the Twitch or on Facebook or on Twitter or whatever, you know, and we don't have any way of stopping it if you do, so... That's not an invitation, <laughs> but that's just to say that if Matt Derrick maybe drops a drops a bad word, a Chris Jones abusive language, uh, whenever we have him on a little later, maybe you'll hear it. Beard, you had a tweet you wanted to read. I did. Um, do you still? I do. Oh, thank goodness. Um, the initial tweet here is from Devin Clements. Uh, looks like he does some kind of Chiefs reporting stuff. Yes. Um, he had posted the video of um, Juan Thornhill's hit that was called for a flag. Uh, he said, what more do you want from Juan Thornhill here? Juan Thornhill himself retweeted it and asked, should I start playing two-hand touch or something? SMH. Sorry, um, that's abusive language from Juan Thornhill, and frankly, he should be arrested. Juan Thornhill should be in prison. That one actually might be confusing out of context. Nothing but incriminating audio here on the Sports Radio 810 WHB postgame show. That's Beards McFly, Dylan Michaels roaming around and uh, doing some production for us behind the scenes as well. I am Joshua Briscoe. Uh, we will take a break. We'll come back. And uh, here's the rest of the show. we got to get Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Matt Derrick. Um, and uh, Sad Todd Bowles. Have we gotten Sad Todd Bowles Not yet? yet? Have we I found need, Sad Todd Bowles? I need to find Bowles? Sad Todd Bowles after Tom Brady probably yelled at him in Boy. the postgame. And threw tablets at him. Todd Bowles looked like a man who had had some tablets thrown at him. That's that's absolutely true. I uh, He looked dejected because his defense finally got got by Patrick Mahomes. All it took was for him to have some uh, functioning offensive linemen and no broken toes. That really helped the Chiefs offense tonight in a 41-31 victory. I'll tell you this, when Kansas City scores, you score big. Your local CBD American Shaman and the Chiefs scored big tonight. Our team score is your percent off. They scored 41 points, so you get 41% off all day tomorrow on orders of $100 or more at CBD American Shaman, where life is better with the feather.
Mahomes back in the shotgun, lifts his right leg, takes the snap, back to pass, looks, fires right on the slant, that's caught, that's a touchdown! It's Jody Fortson, the third string tight end for Kansas City. Fortson has the TD and the Chiefs score again. 5.42 to go in the third quarter. It's 37-17 Kansas City. The extra point try coming up. And Mahomes and the Chiefs have been brilliant here tonight. Brilliant indeed. No better way to put an exclamation point on the evening than a touchdown to what many are saying is the greatest number 88 in Chiefs history, at least at the tight end position. Jody Fortson with the touchdown, the Chiefs with a 41-31 victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're talking about it all right now with our friend Matt Derrick of ChiefsDigest.com, a contributor all across this wonderful station. Again, ChiefsDigest.com, at Matt Derrick on Twitter. Matt, um, Beards told me, he didn't say what it was, and I also just saw you rip off a huge Twitter thread just now. I'm, I am going to have to you know, go scan through the details on this, but Beards said, hey, Matt has a conspiracy theory to start this off. He didn't tell me what it was, but he says you've been, you've been cooking in the lab, Matt. Yeah, I went down a, the Chiefs defense sent me down a rabbit hole. So I was thinking three yards is not very many rushing yards to give up. <laughs> no, it's not. So I went looking to see, you know, what was the club record for fewest rushing yards allowed? And I looked up on Pro Football Reference, which I love. It's the greatest thing in the world. And it turns out that they showed that the Chiefs' club record was three yards given up uh, against the Chargers. And I, gosh, I'm going through my list now. You probably have it in front of you because you're looking through the thread. I am looking at your thread. In 1961. So I went to the Chiefs' record book to confirm this because I like to confirm things. And the Chiefs listed the club record as minus 27 rushing yards, which is really, really bad. Yeah. By the Houston Oilers in 1960. So I went looking for confirmation of this. Well, Pro Football Reference, along with several other box scores online, say the Oilers had 27 rushing yards that day. Positive 27, 27, not minus 27. Okay, all right. Which, that could mean that they're all just pulling from the same bad data. Who Mm -hmm. knows? But I thought that the Chiefs at least listed their fewest, you know, their worst days in their record books. So I thought, well, maybe the Titans do the same thing. I go to the Titans' record book, and they say that the team record for fewest rushing yards in a game is 19, and it had happened twice. And the last was against the Chargers in 1965. So I go back and I look, you know, pro football reference, yes, says that twice the Titans rushed for 19 yards in a game for their their club low. So... Did the Chiefs just fever dream the minus 27 yards by the, by the Oilers <laughs> in 1960? Because I remember that was the first year of the AFL. God knows what happened. Sure, it could have I been mean, anything. It could be like a it could be you know, like a conspiracy theory, like there's a you know a comma on the on the on the the, the, the Constitution that might change the takings clause. This is how I feel. Maybe there was a smudge on the box score. This is. I was thinking that this is like translating from Hebrew, like a traditional like Jewish text. That then you realize like there was one dash somewhere that turned it into a negative. So do we have a conclusion on this, or or is this is this an unsolved mystery here? Well, I'm gonna have to go into the archives to find some like newspaper box scores from 1960. Okay. To, to find out for sure, and it, God knows, maybe no newspapers were covering the AFL in 1960 because probably nobody thought the league was going to exist um, beyond that, you know, that year. So good, who knows what happened? But I'm going to have to find out now because this is either the fewest rushing yards 
tied for the fewest rushing yards that the Chiefs defense has ever allowed, or it's second by a lot. Either way. And either way, I, will, I, I, can, I can also confirm this. Everybody agrees. The six rushing attempts by the back of Buccaneers, yeah. the fewest ever in a game against the Chiefs defense. Against the Chiefs. Right, okay. So, so we've got one definite record, and then one, one either tying record or a uh, tie for second place with a contested AFL Houston Oilers 1960 box score. Correct. And, you know, in 1960, crazy things happened. I mean, sure. there could have been a 54-yard loss of a fumble that went Absolutely. down as a, as a rush. So right. who, know, who knows? Could have, could have been one of those Chicago Bears today sort of uh, end of game. Who, like, it could have been anything. It was the AFL. Rules were getting made on the spot, you know. But uh, tonight we all saw it. It was all televised. The box scores are official and binding. And... Uh, Six for three is a, a, a heck of one. Um, I, don't, I was going to ask a question of some sort. I didn't know where it was going to go, but Beards has informed me that he has a question, Matt, and I don't want to risk ever getting away from this because I want to know what Beards wants to know about. So uh, now we go to our live well, correspondent, Beards McFly, here for you, Matt Derek. I didn't... Well, so... Mike, Please sign off as Beards McFly, Sports Radio 810, WHB. So, Matt, my question is a little bit more on the... Ne- not necessarily negative side, but more of just kind of like what's going on kind of question. Um... So I, as I look at this box score here, I saw that McCall Hardman only got one target, um, and I feel like that's kind of been a trend over this season. What's going on there? This is uh, Beers McFly Sports Radio 810. WHB. WHB. Very good question, Beers McFly. Um, I salute that. That's a good observation. I mean, and I, I mean, you got to think at this point that it's probably the heel that's been bothering him. Um, they gave him some time off this week, and even when he was practicing, he was limited. So maybe this just wasn't a big package for him, and certainly with what the Chiefs were doing offensively tonight, we saw a lot of 12 and 13 personnel looks. So there really wasn't as many you know, snaps out there for the third and fourth receiver, and I think we saw a lot of Justin Watson and obviously MBS and Juju were getting their time. So i got to think that's part of it, but you know, also, I mean, Sky Moore got more targets Sky, tonight. I was going to say, Sky Moore had four targets. Sky Moore got more targets. So it makes you wonder a little bit. I mean, I'll put an asterisk next to it because of the injury with Hardman right now, but I, I think it's, it's worthy of monitoring going forward. Well, then let's let's stick with the unit that put up 41. Like you said, uh, as intrepid reporter uh, Matt Derrick and intrepid interviewer Beards McFly have noted, um, McCole Hardman sees his workload, at least, again, his targets lessening some. Certainly, you have to mention the heel. But after much clamoring, Sky Moore does see the field more often. Juju Smith-Schuster does get a lot of those intermediate looks. They do finally hit on a deep shot to Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Three tight ends score touchdowns, although not all through the air. What, what was working? for the offense tonight that, that we had not seen to that effect, uh, at least in these last couple of weeks? You know, I, I, the, to me, the, the biggest thing was that this, this that the priority for the Chiefs this week was at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And, and a big part of it, obviously, was that they wanted to, you know, establish themselves on the ground. I mean, they, did a, they added a few new wrinkles. You could see that in the run game. One of those new wrinkles was, you know, throwing in Isaiah Pacheco, yeah. giving him a little bit more work, and I think that was proving very effective. Um, but they did some other things differently with the offensive line and with Clyde uh, to free things up a little bit. And, and two, I mean, there was just a lot of butt-kicking this week. Yeah. I mean, there was no doubt. I mean, talking to some of the offensive linemen during the week, I mean, this was the week that the, the coaches kind of lit into them. And, I mean, running the football 
it can be about scheme and it can be about technique, but it can also be a lot about just asserting your will on the other team. And the Chiefs didn't do that last week against the Colts. And that, honestly, I, I'm not sure they've been doing much of that this season. Um, tonight, we saw an offensive line that looked like, at least particularly in the run game, was dominating the line of scrimmage. And there, certainly that proved true on the other side as well, because no, no, don't, no mistake here. I mean, some of that challenge was both to the offensive and defensive lines and, and the run game. And both responded. But, I mean, you put up the rushing yards that the Chiefs did, which well, I think they did the 189, was it? Yeah, yep. On the rushing yards? Yep. I, I mean, that's, and I guess especially against a defense like the box. I mean, that, that's asserting your will. And it's also executing extremely well. I mean, there was nothing that the Chiefs didn't do well. And as much as, you know, we do love it when, when Mahomes does things and with the football and they throw the football around, that run game allowed them to do a lot tonight. Yeah, and I, we will talk about Mahomes doing Mahomes things, but but the offensive line, like we, we talked about this some already tonight. I, I think last week, last week I think the biggest the biggest culprit was special teams because if they're just merely bad, they win, right? I mean, you know what I mean. Like it, it just if they are forgettable, they win that game. But the offensive line for me was the most concerning thing from the Colts game longer term because Orlando Brown had a terrible day. Joe Tooney didn't look like himself. Trey Smith dealing with an injury. Um, Creed was pretty well graded in week in week three, but it, nobody was getting any push. Andrew Wiley got beat plenty. All of that. And then tonight, you see, particularly on the ground, things open up in a way that it just seemed like they couldn't buy against Indianapolis. So when you have to take these last two weeks, and if you learned anything extra from week one and two, what, what is the real version of this Chiefs offensive line? What are, what are they really in the trenches? What, what's the anomaly? What's the real thing? I mean, I think we're still learning. I mean, a, a lot of NFL teams would tell you, obviously, hey, four games in, you should start to identify some trends and you, you kind of see what you are. But honestly, I mean, this offensive line has been a little bit Jekyll and Hyde to the first four weeks mm-hmm. um, because it's been really good at times. And certainly in week one, you know, you roll all over the Arizona Cardinals. You don't do that without the offensive line playing pretty well. And then I think you had two weeks where the offensive line seemed like a little below average. Tonight, another very solid performance. Um, What are they? I mean, I think it's still a little bit of a work in progress, and I know that's odd to say about a a team that's returning you know, most of its line from last year and and certainly has more continuity than last year's group did. But uh, I think it's still too early to tell. I mean, I think this offensive line is going to be really good. I think it's going to be one of the top ten offensive lines in the league. Maybe it has a chance to be better than that. Um, but whether it's injuries or whether it's just everybody gelling and getting everything down, especially when you've got the other new pieces on offense and figuring everything out, I don't know. But it just doesn't seem like it's been clicking the way that these guys did last year. And yet you see, I mean, there have been moments when it really does click. Um, they've got to get better. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. And I think they want to get better. But even tonight, I mean, as, as solid as an offensive performance as those all around, I mean, I don't know if it was a complete success because there were still some breakdowns in pass coverage or pass protection, which is going to happen against the Buccaneers. But I, I think you still are looking for a more well-rounded effort as far as pass pro goes. 
when we talked to you on Friday on the zone, I mean, all three of us were in, I think, physical pain as we were making our predictions. Um, Beards, I think, was the only one who actually had the guts to go with Tampa, um, and, and he did just miss on the total point score. So, uh, of those of us who were stuck picking the Chiefs with the pit in our stomach that came with this game, uh, specifically also, I mean, as as early as one second before the kickoff today, I was thinking, I kind of wish I would have gone with Tampa for, for so many of these different reasons that, that we we just could not get a feel for this game. What was the right the right feel for this game? What, what did we learn about the Chiefs at this point, at least non-offensive line division and, and non-Patrick Mahomes division, unless you think there's something new there? I mean, I, I think the two things that we learned about this team to me, one is that when this offense is focused, even for the nitpicking that I'm doing right now, we're talking about with some things that aren't going right, I don't know who stops this team when they're focused. Yep. I mean, this was this is not a bad Buccaneers team, and and Mahomes' numbers. You look at them, and they're like fairly pedestrian for Patrick Mahomes tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean, two forty nine, three touchdowns, an interception, has to run for his life a few times. Um, it wasn't a fan, it wasn't what I would call Mahomes' most fantastic game, even though he has like two or three of those LOL Mahomes throws that nobody else in the league makes. Yeah. But I go back to, again, I mean, when this team decides to move the ball 12 plays, 75 yards, I don't know how you stop it. I mean, there's at times when I think that the only person that can hold back the Chiefs' offense is Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Mm. Because when they're on, you don't have a chance. And I, I, despite looking at 31 points on the board, I still think this defense played really well tonight. Yeah. I don't think it was that bad of a, because I think this is as good as the Buccaneers offensively can play. I mean, certainly they can run the football better than they did tonight, but you see what a difference ever, you know, Mike Evans is when he's healthy. I mean, that's a different team, and it was a different offense tonight. I don't know that they're going to be a whole lot better this entire season than they were this, this tonight, and, and they were never in this game. So to mm-hmm. me, I mean, it's a case that if the Chiefs offense shows up and the defense does what it keeps doing – I don't see how this team loses. I mean, I think the only ones that can beat them are themselves. Yeah, and that, I mean that would explain how how week three becomes the anomaly in that greater picture. Um, and I'm glad that you mentioned the defense because we haven't talked about them very much tonight. 31 points as a final score isn't very eye catching, but I would I would take an equal performance from this defense pretty much every night, and they did it without Trent McDuffie, Willie Gay, and Mike Dana again. Yeah, and you know, and you look at the you look at the numbers, and you look at thirty one points. But you know, the other thing I was thinking about too, and looking at it, is that in the fourth quarter, you know, the Buccaneers put up hundred. They put up one hundred and thirteen yards in off offense in the fourth quarter, hmm. seven points out of it. I mean, and honestly, it was one hundred and thirteen yards of garbage time yards because the game was not in doubt at any point in the fourth quarter. No. I mean, and and honestly, at that point, Steve Spagnuolo had kind of called off the dogs a little bit. Um, I mean, Chiefs had this team under 300 yards of offense through three quarters, and I think they probably could have stopped the Bucks to you know a couple of three and outs if they really wanted to in that fourth quarter and just kept hammering away. Um, but you know, they they got the job done. I mean, you know, I, I don't think giving up 31 points to the Buccaneers' offense when they are cooking. And on top of that, are having to play from behind. I mean, that's still a pretty good performance to me. Uh, Matt, we'll let you go on this. I do have one more question for you, and it's Patrick Mahomes. 
Does Patrick Mahomes? That's the question. question. Yeah, that's the question. Yeah, it's a two-word question. The question is Patrick Mahomes. It didn't sound like that was a question. You need to put like that question mark sound no, at the, question, the end of it. No, the question is Patrick. The question is actually it could be four words. It could be talk about Patrick Mahomes. That's my question. I figured you'd want to talk about Jody Fortson for for a half hour. I I do. We got the touchdown. Uh, you know the the radio call in to open up the segment. It was magical and wonderful, and I enjoyed all of that. But I I just. We could reasonably pick on all the things around number 15 to talk about, as we've talked about now for 15 minutes in this segment or whatever. But we we just kind of, and I think we've, it's just we can do this because this is the team we're talking about. We can just kind of gloss over the fact that every once in a while, this team's quarterback does something that I just don't think anyone else, maybe in the history of the sport, could do. And certainly not that anyone else has ever done as often and as consistently as he does. So I'll ask you again, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, that's the crazy thing. I mean, you look at this and you're like, oh, that was, like I said, it was a very pedestrian game for Mahomes as far as number-wise goes. I mean, you probably look at the box score and you say, Tom Brady outplayed Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) I mean, who threw an interception here, Matt? That's a great point. Exactly. I mean, you know, hey. But you, if you if you looked at this game, I mean, yes, I mean there were three things that Mahomes probably did tonight that would be on any other quarterback's career highlight reel, and yet you know we're all saying, oh well, you know, Clyde Edwards-Helaire maybe deserves a game ball, and Travis Kelsey, Legarius <laughs> Sneed, and all these guys. I mean, rather on maybe you know Mahomes might be either like the fifth or sixth best player on the field in some people's minds tonight, and yet there were times that he makes plays where. It's not that he's the best, the best player on the field. It's like he's the best player on the planet. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there were a couple of throws, and I think there was even one, and I want to say that it was a throw that he made in the first half that was kind of just over the fingertips of a defender to Juju Smith-Schuster. And I'm like, and I made the joke online on, on Twitter that, like, okay, well, that's probably going to be a minus two throw to, to yes. pro football focus. Yeah, third, it, third, it was third down, by the way. Third and a half third a yard. Down. He just yeah. dumps it over to Juju. His knee is an, an yeah. inch off the ground. Yeah. And he's like, he's like I mean, he just, I mean, he knows where it's going. He knows yeah. what he's doing. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, I get for some quarterbacks, that's a lucky throw. It's not for Mahomes. He knows what he can and can't do. And, yeah, I mean, there were, like I said, there were at least three throws tonight that, Maybe Brett Favre makes one or two of them. Maybe Josh Allen makes one or two of them. I don't think there's anybody else who makes all three. Yeah, it's incredible. And and a good way to uh, to wrap it up. Matt, appreciate it as always. Real quick, tell us what's coming on Chiefs Digest uh, from this game this week, leading up to the Raiders game, Monday Night Football, more primetime action. Uh, ChiefsDigest.com, what's coming? To be talking about the offensive and defensive line and the job that they did tonight, uh, going inside the numbers, there will be some more rabbit hole research. I promise you that. Anything anything Something. I can find to break down the numbers, you know I will try to find. Something from the Oilers 1960s game books is what Matt Derrick will be uh, surfacing up on uh, ChiefsDigest.com. Matt, appreciate it as always. Thanks for staying up for us tonight and uh, look forward to talking to you on Friday about uh, not just this game, but also uh, seeing if anybody's going to take any bus laps around Arrowhead this time as uh, the AFC West rivalry continues. Talk to you again very soon. Thank you, Matt. Always looking forward to it. Thanks, Josh. Matt Derrick, at Matt Derrick on Twitter, ChiefsDigest.com. And uh, just great coverage you're going to get, dating all the way back to the 1960s. Matt Derrick has you covered. We will take a break whenever we come back. Andy Reid 
Patrick Mahomes, uh, Todd Bowles. We will hear from all three of them over the remainder of this hour as we continue to break down all the action in the Chiefs' 41-31 victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Chiefs are now 3-1 and and looking like they belong right back there at the class of the NFL like last week never happened. Maybe we could get like a little men in black sort of memory wiper for the rest of the NFL because uh, week one, two, and four, this Chiefs team has been pretty hard to argue with. I think that week three may begin to look a lot like an anomaly as the rest of the year rolls on. More uh, post-game, more breaking down, 41-31 to 31 on the other side of this timeout here. I'm Joshua Briscoe with Beards McFly. It's a Sports Radio 810 WHB post-game show. Line up with Mahomes in the gun, McKinnon to his right. It's third and goal from inside the one. Noah Gray now under center takes the snap and he goes straight ahead into the end zone for a Kansas City touchdown. We've seen Kelsey do it in the past. This time it was Noah Gray. Comes in motion, goes up under center, takes the snap, and plunges in from one yard out. That'll increase the Kansas City lead. Now 27 10 with 2 11 to go in the second quarter. Not only did that play continue to push the game further out of the Buccaneers' reach, it was also a creative solution to a very real problem in the short yardage game for the Kansas City Chiefs. So that Noah Gray touchdown is our play of the game, brought to you by Central Bank. Visit them online at centralbank.net. Wouldn't bother me one bit if the Chiefs continued to visit that in their playbook. Uh, whenever Blake Bell eventually returns, he can be the belldozer in that spot. But having Noah Gray take it over in the meantime, perfectly fine by me. You don't have to have Patrick Mahomes quarterback sneak it, but somebody should be able to as they continue to uh, have their issues in the short yardage game. Tonight, they were much better at that, sometimes in the ground and pound, sometimes in the trick plays, and uh, ultimately, across the board, excellent to the tune of 41 points offensively. Just a really good overall effort from this Chiefs team tonight in prime time. We talked about with Matt Derrick. I was also impressed by the defense in this game. 31 points is not an impressive number in and of itself, but with what the defense was asked to do, I'll I'll take that every time uh, to say nothing of you know where where was this game whenever it was fully out of reach? 41-24 feels pretty good. 38 to 17 feels pretty good. Overall, I'm just very happy with the team performance on this front. I imagine that Andy Reid was as well. We'll get to Andy Reid here in just a moment right after this on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Andy Reid is presented by Robert Brogdon Buick GMC and Robert Brogdon's Olathe Kia. Visit BrogdonAutomotive.com. We'll start with uh, the the trenches. This is where the Chiefs seem to separate themselves, at least uh, 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 in comparison to what they looked like last week. Last week was a trench nightmare for the Chiefs. Tonight, trench warfare. Here's Andy Reid on the offensive and defensive line game plan and execution in tonight's game. Yeah, um, our guys did. Uh, yeah, it starts up when you play a good football team. It always starts up front. Um, and so you, you give tribute to the guys up front. You give tribute to the, t- the linebackers and safeties tackling, along with the corners. They're they're involved with that too. So we, I thought we tackled well for the most part, and uh, um, you know we executed the the game plan, which was which was good. Spags and the coaches put a lot of time into that. The players believed in it, and they you know they executed it. And against Tom, <laughs> you know, and that and that crew that they have. Um, 
uh, you've got to be spot on. So they're going to score some points. They're good. But you, you got to be spot on against them. And the Chiefs really did seem to execute very well. You can enter with a great game plan, but if you don't have the execution to follow it up, what good is it against Tom Brady? If you execute a crummy game plan, what good is it against Tom Brady? Those things working together tonight uh, in the trenches on both sides. Again, though, that was not the case last week. Here's Andy Reid on the differences and the changes that were made from Indianapolis to Tampa Bay. Yeah, so Herbie, listen, we, we, we stunk it up last week. We all knew that. We admitted it to you. Um, we didn't play the way we should play. And not that the Colts aren't a good football team, but you, you, don't, uh, you don't do the things that we did and expect to win the football game. And we're still in the, you know, in the battle for it, but yeah, you can't do those things. So um, the guys cleaned it up uh, today, which is important if, you know, if this becomes a ongoing issue that uh, you're not going to win a lot of games and so it was important that the guys put their foot down and did what they did my hat goes off to them for that effort and you've seen more football than anybody have you ever seen uh, i mean and, and overall yeah you you have to be able to uh to, to string that performance together and uh, and make the changes necessary there. The Chiefs were able to certainly do that. Uh, one of the reasons they're able to do that is because Patrick Mahomes is an alien sent from another planet to come to Earth and then destroy football for all of the human beings. Disappointing for all of the humans, but uh, pretty good for Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Talking about that pass to Clyde Edwards, the layer that we've spent so much time talking about, Mahomes made some magic. Here's Andy Reid. And you see more football than anybody have ever seen Holmes past a CEH in the end zone where he loses the rush. No. No, that one wasn't in the playbook. He's a, you know, I can't remember what the play was. I was so excited about that one, man. I mean, he, he uh, but it wasn't going to him. It wasn't going to the back. Not that way, at least. Uh, by the way, I think that play I'm watching it again now. I saw some tweeting about this. Uh, that play had an extra offensive lineman. It was Nick Allegretti who follows the block and then turns around as an eligible receiver and floats into the end zone. He is wide open if Mahomes goes across his body. Uh, that was, I think, I don't know if it was a Nick Allegretti first read, uh, but it, Nick Allegretti was certainly standing in the end zone facing Patrick Mahomes, and then Mahomes made magic. Just ridiculous. Now, if Andy Reid hasn't seen anything like it, none of us have. Uh, the running backs, obviously, we, we've talked about them all together, particularly Clyde and Isaiah Pacheco, both having really nice games. The, tight, the tight ends and wide receivers also showed up in their own right. Andy Reid spoke about the tight ends and wide receivers, about how the pass catchers performed in that regard. Well, it's important that those guys, those guys have all been around here. And so um, they, they know what's expected of them. We kind of had that going for a couple weeks last year, and, and then Jody got hurt. So, um, you know, we, we expect them to play at that level. And that to have your bigs be able to do that, your big receivers do that. And then for um, Juju and Marquez and, and Sky to come in and do what they did, they all had big plays. And uh, Kels had, that, that was also a nice catch that he had down the middle. You don't see that very often. Uh, the one behind him down, you know, he, he's a heck of a football player. That play in particular to uh, Valdez Scantling, it, I'll, I'll put it this way. 
This is the fourth game of his NFL career where Patrick Mahomes has had numerous big targets to hit. Like genuine big body targets. And he hit pretty much all of them. I think we are seeing I don't not necessarily a um dinosaurs to birds evolution, but an evolution of Patrick Mahomes. I'm not sure that we're getting um, you know, something's gonna show up in the fossil record, but in terms of the the continued small evolutions of Patrick Mahomes. We saw him evolve to work with a receiver like Tyreek Hill as his number one target, along with Travis Kelsey, obviously. Now, you're seeing a different collection of receivers, different collection of pass catchers around him, and uh, I think we're seeing Mahomes really begin to figure out how he might be able to play a little differently with a little bit of differences in uh, in the pass catchers as well. Just an interesting way to see this offense continue to uh, to grow and evolve and change and, and hopefully be something pretty cool as it continues to move. Patrick Mahomes also, you can hear Andy Reid talk about this, was pretty fired up after the game. Here's what the head coach had to say about his quarterback's demeanor as things wrapped up. Yeah, he was, you know, he was excited with the guys um, in there. Um, we, we, you know, we know we played a good football team, so, and we were able to get out of it with a with a win. So, um, but he, he sure played a heck of a football game and exclude that last one. I, I shouldn't have even done that one. So, but he, he did a, he had a heck of a football game. Uh, yeah, he had a great game, uh, even as it was perhaps imperfect. That's it, it, We are just grading on such a hilarious scale for Patrick Mahomes in the world right now. I mean, it's just silly to say that, hey, that wasn't Patrick Mahomes' best football game, and he did something that none of us have ever seen before. And he does that kind of every week or two. There's something kind of new. It's just a, a tremendously fun way of living life as a football fan. Uh, Tom Brady has provided a number of those moments over the years, and Andy Reid was asked about, uh, you know, the GOAT, the most decorated quarterback in the history of the NFL, maybe his final matchup against a team coached by Andy Reid. Here's what Andy Reid had to say about number 12. Yeah, listen, he, he's, uh, he, he's a great one, man. Uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. He's done everything in this business that can be done, and more than once. So... He, he uh, I mean, heck, he's been basically doing it my whole career uh, as a head coach. So I think I was, I'm like three years ahead of him, but that's a, that's a long time. That's an old dog right there, but that son of a gun, can, he is so accurate, it's ridiculous. And uh, Andy Reid and, and Tom Brady, I hadn't really thought about that. Them having pretty similar career paths, I guess, as head coach and quarterbacks of, of being in the league about the similar distance of a uh, similar amount of the time. It's been in the league for a while, doing it at a pretty high level. Last one here from Andy Reid. That touchdown again. Mahomes scrambling around, eventually dumping it over to Clyde Edwards Lair and the awareness that was required on all sides of that play. Yeah, just the fact that he knew where he was spinning to was good enough for me and to be able to get it off and then complete it and for 25 to get his feet in was, was good too I mean that was there wasn't a lot of room there um, so no that he's had a lot of phenomenal plays and I always remind the coaches don't take it for granted man All of those things I probably say the same thing to our media here you know just that, that's special and so you enjoy every one of those man every one of them that's uh yeah. You just don't see that very often. Feeling pretty good about that because I feel like I was saying something similar. Andy Reid says it to his coaches. You can say it to the media. Then I can sit here and say it to you. 
please don't ever get bored of watching Patrick Mahomes do things like that. Please don't ever get uh, used to it too much because it really is special. It it really is different. If you watch the Red Zone channel today, I, I don't know that you ever saw a play that stands up with that one. I, I think throughout the NFL on a weekly basis, you might end up finding the best highlight of the day from the Chiefs game than you will from the rest of the field. That's unbelievable. It's ridiculous. It's kind of broken. It's not supposed to work that way. And, you know, fingers crossed, knock on wood like Frank Clark, wish on a on a prayer, on a star, on a whatever. Seems like we should get to watch some stuff like that. Some absolute nonsense wearing red, doing that at the quarterback position for quite a long while here in Kansas City. It's pretty incredible. So let's go ahead. Let's hear from the quarterback instead of just talking about the quarterback. As Patrick Mahomes' press conferences are always brought to you by Xfinity. Patrick Mahomes' press conference brought to you by Xfinity. Xfinity Internet. Stay connected with Wi-Fi coverage that delivers the speed, reliability, and coverage you need. Can your internet do that? We'll start in the trenches once more. The O-line had a nice day, it seemed, uh, after a rough outing against Indianapolis. Here's Patrick Mahomes on his offensive line's performance against the Tampa D-line. Yeah, I mean, they accepted the challenge. Um, they, they made our team roll today. Um, that's a great defense, great defensive line. And I think they heard the talking, and they heard the talking not only from them, but from everybody about how they didn't play well the last week. They accepted that challenge, and they went out there, and when they dominate like that, um, it makes my job a lot easier. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense, and he can make them look good as well. Uh, once again, though, that the, the big difference here uh, from that offensive line really, really jumps out at the difference between this week and last week. Yeah, I mean, we didn't play our, our best football last week. Um, and in th- this league, if you don't play good, you're going to lose. And um, that was a great football. That's a great football team. I mean, that's a great defense, a great team, but they led by the best quarterback of all time. Um, and so to come to their house um, and find a way to score some points and find a way to win, um, I mean, get you kind of hopefully get you kickstarted into the rest of this year. It would be a wonderful jumping off point to make sure last week stays the anomaly for this Chiefs team. And part of the way they're going to be able to do that is for it to be the team effort that it was here, as Mahomes talked specifically tonight about how some of those new guys were responding. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you just don't know. You have a lot of new players. You don't know how, how everybody's going to respond. And, I mean, in the past, we've kind of bounced back and won games like this. Um, but when you have a, a new group of people, you want to see how everybody battles with adversity. And I think guys responded, and they, they, the guys have been here led, and then the other guys came in, came in in big moments and made big plays. And that's kind of interesting. I mean, you, you can't take sort of, I don't know, uh, this might be sort of uh, grandiose, but you can't, you can't take championship DNA for granted. And, and having Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey doesn't mean that some of those other guys are going to know what those moments are like. Now, it's kind of funny because... Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scanling have played in a lot of big moments. Sky Moore hasn't, though. I mean, he's in his fourth NFL game, and his third NFL game was a nightmare. So um, there, there is a lot of, of moving parts that goes into continuing to keep a, a culture where you want it to be, and, and the Chiefs are able to do that there tonight. Uh, and, and no highlight stood out more than that touchdown where Mahomes did scramble, did hit Clyde edwards Lair, and did create a highlight that will resonate throughout the rest of the NFL season. Here's Mahomes on the big play of the evening. Yeah, I mean, first off, I missed the wide open touchdown like the play before. Or I got like in between, like I want to lob it to him or just dot it on him. And so I was upset with myself there. Um, And then we rolled out, and they did a good job of kind of coming upfield, not 
not going on that dive play that we kind of always run with Burton. Um, but I, I was able to use my speed to get a uh, little bit of speed to get around the edge there. Um, and then I was going to run for it, and they kind of flew around, and I, I realized I wasn't going to make it, and I saw Clyde, and so I just kind of flicked it up to him. Yep. When I spun, that kind of I think when the spin made me kind of decide to throw it again because I knew once I spin, I wasn't going to be able to build the speed to get in there. I was before that I was thinking about getting to the pylon, um, but once I spun, I, I realized that Clyde was open. He I, open subjective, open enough for Patrick Mahomes. Fair enough, I guess. Just just silly. Uh, and that was, of course, in the red zone, a, a place where the Chiefs have had their issues on short yardage and the goal line plays and everything. Uh, the Chiefs were able to execute the red zone and goal line plays pretty well tonight. Yeah, I think the, the coaches accepted the challenge. I mean, we've, we've struggled this year a little bit with short yardage and goal line, whereas in the past we've been really good at it. Um, they came up with some great plays. And then at the end of the day, the, the offensive line and uh, the running backs and all the other – Noah, I mean, got up in there whenever they needed to get big and play big boy football, and uh, that's something that we're going to have to do if we want to continue to, to score points. No Gray's biggest highlight, yes, did come in the goal line, at the uh, in the red zone at the goal line on a quarterback sneak. Here's what Mahomes had to say about giving up one of his snaps under center. Yeah, so we, obviously that's that play we always run with Blake, and uh, Blake Blake isn't wasn't a... Uh, available obviously um and so Noah he said he did it in college and so we went back and saw him do it in college and um it wasn't designed to be on the goal line but we were so close that we we said give him a chance uh he got up in the end zone keep giving him those chances that is fine with me uh if we're not gonna let uh, Patrick Mahomes take it from under center there let's let's see uh let's see who will make it happen Noah Gray uh, was the bell dozer in waiting tonight I'm not sure. Oh, this was, I guess it will be about the option that they ran, a little, uh, little sprint option that they ran down in the red zone. I don't know if that play was audible to or not, but it looks like maybe Patrick Mahomes had a hand in that play call. Yeah, I checked the little, little speed option play, and then once I got up, I got up the field, I said there was like a small chance that I could have tried to make that guy miss, but uh, he was coming down pretty, pretty fast, and it was like first down, so I was winning slid. Okay, there you go. So he did check to that. That's kind of interesting. I, I don't think I caught that in real time. And yeah, uh, I don't. I don't need Patrick Mahomes trying to make every play uh, on on first down. I'd say go ahead and get your yards, get down, and then see where things go. Fine by me. Good work from the quarterback. Uh, once again, kind of looking at how the new guys stepped up. Some different uh, casts of characters in terms of the skill position players that Mahomes was throwing to. He said that a lot of those guys were stepping up in big moments. Yeah, I mean it's going to be very important, especially in these big games. I mean. I mean, Travis had a big game, uh, obviously, but in order to get Travis open, I mean, you saw in the second half they were kind of doubling him a lot. Um, these other guys are going to have to step up and make plays. And I think you saw Marquez, you saw Juju, you saw Sky um, make plays, and then a few other weeks you've seen McColl. So, I mean, it's going to be everybody. I've, I've said it week in and week out, um, but whenever guys step up in big games like today, uh, it's definitely special. They were able to step up pretty consistently, and as he mentioned, a bunch of those guys were tight ends, and a bunch of those came in three tight end sets. I don't know exactly how many snaps the Chiefs took with three tight ends on the field, but between Travis Kelsey, Noah Gray, and of course, of course Jody Fortson, those three guys all combined for three total touchdowns. Here's what Mahomes had to say about the three tight end sets this team can run. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it, it, it kind of puts defenses in predicament where they're gonna, they want to put their base personnel on the field. They want to put bigger people because we can run the football like we did today. Um, and when they don't, we, we have to be able to run it. And then when they do that, we have tight ends that can split out and run routes. And I think you saw that today with Jody down there on the goal line against a, a Pro Bowl corner, uh, running a slant route, catching it, getting in the end zone. You see Noah out there making plays. 
Um, it, it's, it's, it, it shows that we have the tight ends, and when we get Blake back, we'll have the other, the other guy that can block and still make some, some catches as well. And that's a good point with Blake Bell again. If if he is back into the fold at some point soon this year, that'll be uh, that'll be noteworthy in terms of what they're going to be able to do. And they're running the ball with big personnel. They're throwing the ball to their guys in heavy personnel. That adds more versatility to this team. That's that's all good. Uh, specifically on that play there, the touchdown to Clyde, where Mahomes was very near the line of scrimmage. I'm guessing that's the basis of this question about how Mahomes stays so aware of where the line of scrimmage is at, seemingly at all times. Yeah, I mean, it just comes with uh, practice and playing and, and kind of doing that. Uh, you you kind of run and you have a general census of where the line of scrimmage is. Um, I do for sure. I'm not the fastest guy running. So whenever I get close to it, if I'm going to commit, I make sure to commit and run. Um, and I think I did that today. I knew I was going to have to with how they play. Uh, I was going to have to use my feet. And um, I might have to do that as the season goes on. And I'll, I'll have to be able to do that whenever the opportunity comes up. Yeah, and Mahomes did did hit the dirt uh, a decent amount tonight in terms of scrambling for first downs and whatnot. Four carries for 34 yards, and uh, we, we saw a lot of that, especially, I think, what, year one, year two as a starter for Mahomes? Maybe a little bit less later last year, if memory serves, uh, in terms of the scrambling, but I'm happy to see him go ahead and pick up the first downs with his feet when he can do that without taking a big hit. Uh, something that's uh, you know in in his bag, as the kids say. Not necessarily something that Tom Brady does quite as often, you know, scrambling for the first downs and whatnot. But Mahomes did, of course, uh, get asked about Tom Brady, and maybe this is the last time those two faced off. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's short. I mean, I see him in the offseason a lot now. Um, I just had good luck on the rest of the year. Um, I feel like I, I said this earlier in the week. I think in inter- some interview where I was like, I feel like I've had the last game against Tom Brady like four times now. So uh, it's uh, until he is not on that field when I step on the field, I- I'm not going to believe this is my last game against him. Seems like a good strategy. I feel like I've watched uh, Tom Brady's final season about four times now. So uh, I don't know if it'll be in the Super Bowl or next regular season or whatever, but I'm sure of it. You know, they'll, they'll probably play the Dolphins at some point next year, so maybe you'll see Brady then. I thought the Chiefs made him retire in like 2014 or whatever that game was. Yeah, they, they did. They did walk him up to retirement's door uh, and then um, won another Super Bowl and actually a couple of Super Bowls since then, I think, right? And I just kind of kept being Patrick Mahomes or being Tom Brady to Patrick Mahomes. This guy just... Come on, Tom. Let somebody else have some fun. Who's the Buccaneers' backup right now? Is it... uh, That's the guy they drafted. Bring back Jameis. Last year. Wow, bring back Jameis. You know what? Bring back Andy. Bring in Andy Dalton. Was he in the Bucks? No, he was just cooking for the Saints today because wow. Jameis was hurt. So I was thinking, hey, you know, Andy Dalton looking like great value redhead Kirk Cousins. Beard's looking nice for Andy Dalton, too. I, I, don't, think the, quarterback. I don't think the Cowboys need Dak anymore. Just get him. That one, for some reason, feels plausible. I don't know why. I think it's because I, I do believe that Jerry Jones wants Cooper Rush to be to be elite. I'm not sure I'd hold my breath. Well, they got to pay Zeke all that money anyway, so Dak's making too much. Got to go. Another another extension coming for Zeke any day now. Uh, let's uh, let's go back in time to that one Super Bowl that I mentioned that the uh, that Tom Brady did win with Tampa Bay. You may have forgotten. I don't think Patrick Mahomes did though. Yeah, I mean, definitely a mixture of both. Uh, I mean, live you play like you played last week, you have to be motivated uh, to get get back on track. Um, but 
obviously playing at the stadium, I think when I got to the stadium, I realized, I was like, man, I, I want to win here. I, how, the bad taste that I had last time definitely came, to, came into effect a little bit more. Um, but it's still not a playoff game. I think uh, that at the end of the day, it's not a playoff game. It's a regular season game, which is important. Um, but uh, that Super Bowl, was, it's still always going to be a bad taste for me. That was, of course, uh, a little revenge for the Super Bowl or, uh, or whatever it may be there. Um, or obviously a little bit of combo of last week as well. But got the win tonight. Maybe exercised some demons. Uh, whenever Patrick Mahomes is doing some incredible things, he was asked about what his thought process is like and plays like that. Here's what he had to say. I mean, Travis always has the great nicknames, man. No, it's a... Uh, it's, I, I just try to win, man. At, at the end of the day, that's what I try to do. It's not like I'm tr- planning these things where I throw in sidearm or whatever it is, spinning, uh, running around. I just, I always, I always say I'm a competitor. I'm going to find whatever, I, whatever way I can do to make our team have success. Um, and uh, today was a spin and a little, I don't know, basketball shot uh, that that ended up a touchdown. I called the little jumper. I think that seems. Like the closest thing we've got for it so far. So, uh, yeah, good enough for me. Last thing here from from Palance Mahomes. The word balance is the first word of the throw that I was going to try to stitch together. The balance of the game plan via Patrick Mahomes. They were physical. They were running. They were throwing. They were doing it all. Here's Patrick Mahomes and the balance of what the Chiefs are able to do in offense tonight. I didn't know that, but that's, I mean, obviously that's very good. Um, It's, um... Definitely game plan. We had a good sense. I mean, most teams are kind of playing us very similar where they're playing shell, shell, shell type coverages early in downs and then a lot of man double, man uh, robber with a sprinkle of zone. So I thought the coaches took it. Like I said, they accepted the challenge. They came up with a lot of great plays for us, and then the guys went out and executed. And then, um, we have another big game coming up this next Monday, so we have to kind of come with that same intensity this next week. There you have it, Patrick Mahomes right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. We'll take a break. We'll come back, hear from Todd Bowles, put a bow on the postgame show, and uh, give our final thoughts on the Chiefs' victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 41-31 to in prime time. A heck of a game, heck of a show for you here this evening as well. All brought to you by CBD American Shaman. Free CBD samples every day. Brady and the Bucs will start at their own 34, first and 10. Three receivers right, two to the left. Shotgun snap to Brady. Back to pass, hit, he fumbled the ball. Chris Jones trying to get it for Kansas City. Diving on it at the 20. Did he come away with it? Yes, he did. It's the Chiefs' ball as it was knocked out of the hands of Brady. Legereus Sneed came on the blitz, knocked it away from Brady, and Jones recovers. Kansas City takes it right back. Legereus Sneed is an Excellent blitzer off the edge. Basically hurting cattle in that pen. Hey, you know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of our friends at Greengrass Cattle Company. I mentioned earlier that we would have a lot more to tell you and even better, a lot more to show you from our friends at Greengrass. But uh, this week... Me and Beards McFly and a few others of us here at 810. And uh, fiance Renee even got up at the crack of dawn to make the trip out there. She was a natural. Uh, Cows loved her. Eating out of her hand and all of that. Cows did not love me quite as much. Feeding some of the heifers. Got to drive the little little truck to drop off all the food in the uh, trough for all the calves. It was wonderful. Um, Again, we've mentioned Greengrass Cattle Company. 
uh, a handful of times uh, throughout the season so far already. I get, I'm excited to get to continue to tell you and show you about what they do at Greengrass. But they're locally owned in Western Missouri. They raise premium black Angus cattle, and they really put in all of the extra time and all of the extra care that you would want to know that that your uh, your your cattle are being raised with. It, it, it's it is genuinely. I know this is part of the reason that we're going to have something to show you very soon, but it's genuinely hard to put into words the experience that you get watching um, Tim and, and the family out there at Greengrass take care of their cattle with all the care that you would take care of um, any animals that you know mean something to you, and then that continues all the way throughout the lives of the cattle, um, and uh, ultimately it creates an incredible product for what they do ultimately process into delicious unbelievable beef. I've got a huge tomahawk at home um, that beards. If you could just point me to anybody who owns a grill or might be able to give me the uh, the, the faculties to um, cook that thing up, I'd love I, to do it. I know it. a place. Yeah? It's my backyard. I don't think that's going to work for me. I have a grill. If you want to bring your grill over to my house or whatever, you could watch me cook it and eat it by myself. <laughs> just you can just sit in the corner, uh, but the, I, do, I do require beef tax. The a uh, beef tax that sounds good actually. That sounds delicious. Um, the uh, the quality of beef from Greengrass Cattle Company will not be beat anywhere. Uh, the care, the whole process of it all, I was just blown away by um, the the tremendous, tremendous, tremendous amount of beef in America is produced by a very small portion of like super companies greengrass cattle company is outside of that so again the the care and the quality is totally unmatched anything you're going to get at your average uh, just sort of supermarket uh, uh, shelf or whatever and the entire process from the hair family out there at greengrass cattle company is tremendous so visit them online at greengrasscattleco.com to uh, have them deliver right to your door their storefront is in weston uh weston missouri at 45 highway less than a mile from their ranch i've been super impressed by them there at greengrass cattle co i'm sure you will be as well greengrasscattleco.com a uh, little less impressed by the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tonight. Todd Bowles finally put up a stinker against the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll hear from him in just a moment. Brought to you by Metcalf Car Star. If your vehicle gets sacked on the road, take it to Metcalf Car Star, the collision repair experts. They make it convenient and easy to get back on the road. Go to carstar.com and search Metcalf Car Star. Car Star. Relax. They'll take it from here. Here's Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach Todd Bowles. Todd, your defense had only given up 27 points before tonight. They gave up 28 in the first half. I know the turnover starting the game is not what you wanted, but what, what happened tonight to the, to the defense? We didn't play well. Uh, they did a good job, and they kicked our butts all over the field. Uh, turnovers had nothing to do with it. we got to play situational football if they do get it down there and holding a three at least. Our red zone defense was poor. Our run defense was poor. Our pass defense was poor. Our third down efficiency was poor. And we played a poor game, and that falls on me. I'll take that. Coach, how's, how's Cameron Braid doing? And do you have any concerns that he went back in the game at the end of the second? Uh, he's in concussion right now, protocol right now. We'll see how he's doing a little later on. Take us through what happened there, because he, he took that hard hit, and then he came back in the game, and then he left and, and was ruled out with a concussion. I didn't exactly see what happened when he came back in the game, so I got to look at the film to see that. Oh, they were so good on third downs and so much of it was Kelsey. Is there anything he did to get open or is there anything you guys didn't do to, to contain him better? Well, he's a heck of a ball player. We got a lot of respect for him. 
as part of his greatness and some of the things we didn't do well as well. So, you know, we didn't play a good ball game. Like I said, third down was at least 60%, I'm pretty sure. And we did not do a good job of doing our assignments or calling the game as coaches and as players. How do you think the, the hurricane, like the, the rough week, affected anything? No, we just lost the game. Obviously, it was lopsided because you got behind. But uh, when you did try to run it, you haven't run it well for the last two or three weeks. Is, can you see what's going on up front? I'll check the film out. I know we got behind early and we tried to get back in the ball game and keep pace. So, you know, this one was kind of the last two weeks. I know we didn't run it well, but we had every intention to tonight. Uh, got behind early and it didn't happen. We didn't see a lot of Julio Jones tonight. Did he have any kind of setback at all? I know he got nicked up a little bit, so they held him out. I got to see what happened to him. How are Carlton Davis and Logan Ryan doing? Uh, Logan has a foot injury. Carlton got a stinger. In, in a weird way, I mean, it was never intended to throw that much. I mean, but Tom did throw for 385 yards and three touchdowns. When your guys are out there, does it still look like you can attack down the field, you know, pretty effectively when you need to? Well, you want to be healthy. If you're healthy, you give yourselves a chance. But that, that had nothing to do with this game. Everything on this game fell on the defensive side of the ball. How difficult is it, though, for a defense to start a game? And again, I know you said you don't want to you don't want to blame it on on those those early turnovers. But but when a defense has to suddenly start a game with their backs against the wall like that, how difficult is it to, to climb out of that hole? That's why you play defense. Your back is always against the wall. Your job is to do your job when you're out there, whether it's the red zone, whether it's backed up, whether it's midfield. Doesn't matter where they get the ball at. Our job is to hold them to three or get a turnover. I, I, there's Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach Todd Bowles here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. And that's going to do it for the Sports Radio 810 WHB postgame show presented by CBD American Shaman. Free CBD samples every day and 41% off all day tomorrow on orders of $100 or more at CBD American Shaman as the Chiefs put up 41 points here tonight. A primetime bounce back for Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes had some electric highlight plays. The trenches were much better. The defense was even better than the 31 points you saw on the final scoreboard. And the Chiefs are back to 3-1 after a 41-31 victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll talk to you at 10 a.m. tomorrow in the zone. Border Patrol will start things off at 6. Go grab some rest, Kansas City. We'll talk to you in the morning. Till then, bye, Mom.